gotta be here I just wanna leave, get the car with the V6 Drive to the studio and leave her for the weekend Why can't ask where at a toilet, I ain't leaving That's just all the stress and I know I've been restless But I know I can guess it, I ain't really checking But that's just how it's been, I can't really fess it Y'all know that my heart is heavy, I can really understand it Every moment, every minute, feels like a decision That's made by people when they finish Don't wanna take attention to things that can make a difference Inside of their lives, I realize if I can take back time I wouldn't take back mine Try to impress in the morning myself was first It would take you all a while to get the things that I have seen At the end of the day, if I don't feel great I know who still got me, cause inside For podcasts. Yeah, they call them the putties. Stop. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I made that up. You made, made that up? Is this man a potty? If you came up with that, that's actually really good. I'm that's actually what? really good. I'm potty trains. Potty trains. Well, that's beautiful. That's that's a beautiful <laughs> sight. Uh, I'm Devin. With me today, I have a very special duo. Well, sort of a trio guest here and Alex. I have so. Alex. My- <laughs> Just Alex, Alex. <laughs> Alex has never been on the podcast before. He's one of my good friends. He's going to be my Jamie for today. Yo, say what up, Alex. What's up? Thanks. All right. And we have... My name is Miguel. Uh, my name is Pablo, but for today, my name is Tirso. And they are... We are generation. We were a generation. <laughs> we were. <laughs> we were, yes. We were. Y'all just had an album come out. I... And what's the name? What's the name of it again? Momentary Hue. There you go. I really like it. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate Let it. Let me pull up my notes a little bit. Um, really great album. The two singles that came out before the album actually came out, great. Uh, <laughs> Find Myself, I believe, it was from that album, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't want to speak out my ass. For, cause, no, no. Cause no I, good, I listen, I've listened to the album three times in the last few days, uh, a couple days since it's been out, just to make sure, like, I'm in the vibe. You right, know I mean? right, right, right. Um, and... Find Myself was the first song, actually, of you guys that I listened to. Okay. Love it. Thank you, man. That Thanks. horn is 
tier. <laughs> I'm glad you. that that was the first thing you listened to from really? us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything uh, prior to that would have just been crap. <laughs> yeah, it would have made. You I'm no, so sorry. Yeah. No, actually, I went back and listened to. I oh no. I didn't get to everything, but I did listen to uh, quite a few songs, and I actually really enjoyed a lot of them. Oh, thanks, um, thank you, man. Uh, 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 I can actually tell you real quick which the ones. That <laughs> we I tried our hardest then. Um, <laughs> Be quite real with you. I really liked photographic memory. Wow, same. That was a fun one, yeah. That was really cool. That was when I think at that point when we were coming out with like nightmare and and you know photographic memory, we were definitely wanting to like prove something mm-hmm. at that point. Like this was the moment to be like, okay, yeah, let's actually show that we can make you know these pop melodies and make yeah. these fun like hip hop records with, with rock elements in them that. Are a bit different, you know what I mean. So, speaking of that, you actually just gave me a really good segue. Before I do that, though, mm-hmm. what do you guys do in, in the band? Just for listeners. So, um, I am the co-head writer, uh, singer, and guitarist. Okay. For Weird Generation. Um, I am the uh, second lead vocalist. I'm also the. I play acoustic. I do any electric work, samples, sample work, any key stuff. I rap a bit here and there. Mm. Um, just all around, just having fun. I, I, I kind of have no like particular role per se because I just have Every too many of them. Too many of them. Yeah, yeah. You your hands and everything. <laughs> yeah, I got you. You you were, you were talking about wanting to like feeling you wanted to prove something. That actually yeah. leads into one of my first questions about you guys. What was? And this is kind of one of those cliche questions, I know, but I feel like it's also an important thing to ask because everybody has a different answer for this. But what was the goal? Like, what was the uh, motivation like for this album like what what was it when you decided yeah we're gonna start a new album start working on some stuff what was the thing that drove you through that the the thing with this new one was it came a lot more natural than the previous that we've done okay the first one was a lot more like churchy so a lot of jesus music second one was a lot more for okay what happens if you're a christian and you're struggling Mm. and then now this one has been the most personal to come out of us for a long time and that was really the main thing that we would always talk about was if we're going to make a new one if we're going to make the next one and then we should kind of take a different avenue and go a little bit more personal with everything so i I actually find myself was the first song that started started it all that makes a lot of Um, sense so it, it was really cool to have that level of production and lyrics to be the start of everything mm-hmm. and for it to be like the bar and then after that we got a little special home. guest oh, ollie yes, we, the, we have the a dog, dog here. here such a beautiful <laughs> ollie. Golden retriever. Yeah, so if you hear a little uh, oh, man. squeaky toy in the background i love her so much yeah actually i wanted I to ask him. so much i actually <laughs> wanted to ask you about that because i did get here's one of the things i was impressed about i did get hints of like christian influence in it mm-hmm. yeah but it wasn't overt which oh, is one man. of the things I liked. Yeah. That's such a good, because. Such a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, yo, I'm so serious. Like, yeah, no, it's, to, it's something that we've been trying to accomplish yeah. Yeah. for a well, very you, long time. You nailed wow. that on this album. Because, Thank you for that. Because, and I've actually had this gripe with Christian music for a long time because uh, I'm not like, a, I'm not like a, a practicing Christian, but I did grow up Christian and like Messianic Jewish. Right, right. Okay. Uh, so I've been exposed to a lot of Christian rock. For sure. Nice. But a lot of it sucks. Mm-hmm. Of course. Like, as worship music does a job it's great but if you just wanted to listen to it on your own outside of that setting it kind of it doesn't it feels very played out like it feels very they're all kind of copying a formula wow. cliches yeah. Like yeah yeah and yeah. you guys definitely broke, agree you guys broke that 
Thank you so Thanks. much. And, wow. and and listening to it, I did not immediately think, oh, this is a Christian song. This is a Christian music. And I think it, it also works out that we feel the same exact way mm-hmm. when it comes to Christian music. Mm-hmm. Some of it's good. Some of it's a little bit like played out. Yeah. And so whenever, and this is like my thing with them is every time that they're like, yeah, we just wanted to make a difference so that way you could listen to it in any other setting. Well, you didn't really accomplish that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the one of the hardest things to do is to make some of the bands that I look at that do it very well is Need to Breathe. Yes. And Switchfoot. Okay. I feel like those I know, are the I've ones heard of Switchfoot. I don't know the first one you said. That. Yeah. They're more like a, like a country rock okay. kind of a band. But I would say definitely give them a listen. They have so many They're avenues really that they take um, that appeals to everybody. Um, but going on to that, what, what T's saying, I think the ultimate goal that we had with this is that we wanted it to be a very personal, but then again, universal kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, and some of these songs we talked a lot about, like in terms of one of them, I'm fine, for example, was one that talks about the, um, the absence of like leaving that faith and leaving mm-hmm. that kind of circle, which happened to me. Um, that's like my personal journey into that kind of life. So I wanted to kind of write that into the album. Um, we had a couple ideas for it when I wanted to get into it, but we ultimately chose this one because of the, um, just got of the vibe. It was such a great song. It, it fit a lot so more. fun. Yeah. It fit a lot more. Um, but yeah, it's, it's things like that, that people are going to definitely listen to and be like, wow. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're going through. I yeah. feel those lyrics. So I hope that that happened with, with, you know, people outside of this, but I'm glad it happened to you. You're, you're kind of doing a thing that, I don't know what you guys' opinions on Kanye is, but this might be a controversial <laughs> opinion. I really like Kanye. And one of the things that I've admired about him lately is the fact that he, you don't have to like care or agree with his religious views, but I like that he's trying to share it in an artistic way that actually appeals to a wide audience. Oh, and I yeah. think you guys are doing a similar thing. Wait, I and appreciate I, I, that. I, yeah. I'm not to suck you guys' dick, but I no, just man, I really you. Admire <laughs> <him>. <laughs> no, no, and honestly, like I love Kanye and I love everything that he does mm-hmm. and and what he's doing. I think with him, it's a very interesting view on somebody who has the basis and the foundation, but with their circle, it's very yes. difficult yes. to yes. just be that. That's I think that's a thing for a lot of people yeah. is, and you can apply this to not even just religion, but just anything like not with the circle you have already surrounded yourself with it's sometimes it's hard to follow the maybe the, the main message is that what you I, well, I would, I for guess. some people it's hard to like follow their actual convictions on mm-hmm. whatever it is like okay. it, mm-hmm. maybe it's a hobby or like or like just a personal belief about something or it's politics or whatever they're close with their circle and they know that their circle doesn't really fit the thing that they want to apply themselves to, Mm -hmm. but they, they struggle with that, but they want to like maintain that friendship. And because of that, that's the result of where he's at. Yeah. You hear all these songs and you hear the things that he does. And it's because of the circle of influences that you have Mm -hmm. inside. And that's the, one of the main things. So even for us, when we're trying to make a new record, we don't really go out for outside opinions. No, we are inside the whole time. And it got to a point where it was only me and Miguel that were the only ones that made, okay, this is what it's going to sound like. This is what it's going to be like. And then this is where it's going to go. Yeah. Which is very you, difficult. And, that, and that, that was hard because, you know, bringing it to the, to the rest of the guys, they definitely have so much more 
of a weight of an opinion as well because mm. I look up to like say Edgar for example as like a musical mentor. Like anytime he doesn't like anything, I'm like, oh, that kills me. Yeah. yeah. So it's something that I have to like really, I have to really like put myself forward and be like, okay, well, what, what are things that would bring the best out of him to help bring the best out of me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like how it's always been in terms Some, of like what when we're you doing. when you have somebody whose opinion you really value, sometimes you get caught up in. Forming your opinion around what their opinion 100%. is. Hundred percent. Oh and my god. I, I've had that same kind of thing with just other things in life, and yeah. it became it became one of those things where like I'm limiting my own potential based on what somebody else thinks. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where I had to like, your opinion's valid, but mine is too. Yeah, yeah that you matter. There's like there's like that <laughs> you matter. Yeah, you matter. <laughs> there's that weird thing that you have to kind of remind yourself of. Yeah. Um, which is what I did with this album. Mm-hmm. I was able to kind of like tell myself that shit. I I do, I do matter in a sense of like I am a really good writer. I am a really good rapper. I try to like really make that known in this one, mm-hmm. um, which is I feel like I accomplish. Hopefully, you guys were kind of leading me on to one of my next questions was mm-hmm. what are some musical influences you've had like prior and during yeah having this band together? <sighs> Man. It, I think ultimately for me, Coldplay has been a big Coldplay, influence okay. in terms of who I am as a like performer in that sense. Like mm-hmm. in terms of like how I go about on the stage and what I perform and like my movements, it's very much inspired by Chris and like how they go about their their actions. Um, Lincoln Park is another one. Yeah, too. Lincoln Park huge. Mm-hmm. That's a huge yeah. one. That statement. never leaves. No, no, <laughs> that just never. That'll no. never well, they're, leave. They're, they're really popular for a reason. Both, oh, yeah. both of them, Coldplay oh, yeah. and oh, Lincoln yeah. Park. They ultimately just like they planted a seed in both of us. That's how we ended up becoming best friends. Mm-hmm. Like a we we met way back 2011, 2010. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in middle school, in June to middle school. Um, shout out. Shout out, man, to the, to the, to the, to the boys. That place sucked. But we met there. We met because of Linkin Park and because of our love of music and that, like, personal writing drive that they had. We, like, I remember at some point, and I don't know if you're going to, if you might remember this, oh, that we had a notebook that we would share. Yes. <laughs> We ended up. We had a notebook. Do that you we have would, it? No, it's gone. It's gone. Oh, it's it's man. far gone. <laughs> it's a notebook that we would Bring share. That ashes. we would literally pass in between classes, yeah. and we would be like, "Hey, we were, I wrote a song. Hey, notes in this song. Check this out." And I totally we would. That, yeah. yeah, man, that was like a that was. That we was just funny. loved writing. The first part of it was just writing. We didn't even like really record or make music or like no. like play a guitar. Really, we were just like, let's let's just write. You I, know well, what I mean? Yeah. So did you it start didn't... out as? Did it start out as? Did it start out with the intention of it being music, or was it more like just poetry for yourself? Mm. Uh, I think ultimately, Tirso was already musically inclined when yeah. I met him. Like he already kind of knew how to play guitar and stuff, and that really inspired me to want to try. Yeah. Um, so like I would hang out. That's why I wanted to like always hang out with you because mm-hmm. I was like, let's. I want to this day. Yeah, till this day, <laughs> because I still don't know shit about anything. <laughs> um, but you know, I still like ultimately like that's what drove me to like want to keep like hanging out with you is like i wanted to learn how to do that and, and yeah and, and there was there was always a there was always a moment where like whenever you start a band it's because you want to be the biggest band in the world or you yeah. want to be the biggest musical act in the world and for us that was like our intention and that's where we wanted to be like we wanted to be playing sold out shows going on tour have a record deal 100%. but now over time it's just kind of it's more of like this is how I feel, and I think that if we put some cool melodies behind this, it'll sound really cool. Yeah, that, that, 
think that's kind of more or less where we're at now. So yeah. it became, it started out, and I, I get what you're saying, where it starts out with the inspiration of being at the top, but then as you get into the flow, it becomes more about, I want to actually express something. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I don't yeah. really care if it gets me to the top or not. Exactly. Yeah. As long as one person felt this it, the way I felt it, yeah. that's what matters to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's at least one. You know what I mean? That That's that's kind of my goal. So Do I, it all. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> really it. Another couple of songs that I really liked. Uh, Love on My Lover. Wow. Oh, thanks, hey. man. That yeah. Was, that's, that's so you're going banger. into small world. See, this, this is like, you know, more more like, what is it now? Four, three years ago? Something like that? Four, yeah. three years ago? It was a I don't, minute. I don't know if I have access, if I've accessed all of your guys' deep cuts or not. I've, I've only used like YouTube music. No, man, to find no. Them. D- YouTube, everything <laughs> yeah, nice. should be everywhere. Now. Yeah, yeah. There's, not, there's nothing that's like hidden anywhere. Like, no. there's no hidden website you can go to to find like the yeah. demos. You don't have to go to generated. Black Market. No, <laughs> you don't. You really don't. Don't, don't got to pull up the deep web. We, yeah, we yeah. got no rid of all of that. Like, the moment we had it out, you know, and then we just realized that. We had to kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of keep, keep that stuff out there. Yeah. yeah. Even uh, if it's embarrassing. Definitely. Yeah. yeah I, I kind of had a similar experience with podcasting is uh, before I started, the, I mean, I've talked about it a little bit in the past. I've done other shows before this. Right. Okay. But when I started this one, I was really caught up in trying to make it a certain way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And over time, I just kind of like, I lost, I, I stopped caring about perfection and started caring more about actually doing it. Yeah. So, and I kind of, I learned this from like other people's advice from like YouTubers and like other podcast people. Mm. They say like, you you can't, you don't learn it unless you do it. Yeah. You don't get anywhere unless you just do it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes some of it is going to suck. It just will. And that's a learning experience. Oh yeah. And so I've kind of had to embrace that. And there have been plenty of episodes that I've done that, I don't think we're the best, but I put them out anyways because it was practice yeah. and it was also a way to show progression. Yeah. Which me. is ultimately what you want to do in anything that you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you don't show that the fact that you are trying to improve and there is a process to what you want to do, then I don't think anybody's going to get behind it. 100%. Yeah. There's a, uh, speaking of which there, there is a SoundCloud account that, that it does exist that I did oh. have that I did release like, old demos of and stuff so if you want to try to search my name up on soundcloud it is literally miguel marrero i don't know if you're gonna find jamie <laughs> you may be able to find it i'm not sure probably um, but there are like stuff that like you know what i'm saying it shows the kind of progression that i would just want it out there i didn't care if it sucked honestly yeah um and that's just where that's just where i was too i felt that that was that was definitely cool i mean also outside of this i was a little, not, not a plug at all but I used to do a lot of uh, streaming. I used to do a lot of like well, yeah. gaming, streaming, and stuff on Twitch. Um, do you I still did, do any of that or no? It's it's now a fun little on and off situation with me. Because Feel free me, to plug it. What do you? No, what is it uh, <laughs> <laughs> people will figure it out when they figure it out, kind of thing. I, I honestly don't want the attention of it because okay. right, at this right. point I want to focus on the band yeah. and career. Yeah. Um, but I've been doing that since about t- 2012. Uh-huh. Um, so I f- I definitely understand the fact of like. I don't feel like having to be on the camera and having to like stream for like, you know, X amount of hours and mm-hmm. like n- not have any views and things like that. That is definitely, it just drains it's, you. It drains when you. When you, you want um, to have like the consistency and fame, right. it just starts to make it more of a job and, and then yeah. it's not fun anymore. And, and, and it definitely why... became that. And it became that for me. And it became that popularity grew and it grew and it became that thing that like, 
was so much like a burden that I didn't want to kind of hold on to. And that's where it kind of fell off for me. I did it like purposely at some point um, because I just didn't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. It was a weird thing for me. But like now, like I don't want to talk too much about it. The relationship (laughs) I have with that company is pretty nice. Um, so they, so I will eventually try to go back into it. I don't want to talk too much about it, but That's right. you know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in a similar, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm in that place where I, I stopped caring necessarily about success as the goal and more about being happy with what I'm making. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the thing. That's, that's where we're at. That's yeah. a, yes. I that's agree. That's where we're at. That's right such now. a good feeling, bro. Like honestly, when, when he told me that, that, that the mixes were sent, like, Ugh, I was like, oh man, this is so good. Thank God. This is so good. And it wasn't like mainly like, there was a stressful feeling, I guess, in the midst of making the album because of the different changes and things that we wanted to create. And, and also like, we had to figure out if we wanted a total message and, and how that would kind of convey. Yeah, we um, I, we probably wrote this album maybe three times. Yeah. So did you, so you, you kind of alluded to it. Did you originally have a particular message you wanted to send across the whole album or was it more each track was something individual uh more that each track was something individual but the overall theme of it was just this is this is the album where we grow it wasn't more so of like because a lot of songwriters are they're they'll do things for their fans yeah and they'll do it for publishing or promotion or whatever Mm -hmm. they want to do for us it was like we're gonna be selfish this is what we want this is mm-hmm. exactly how we want the record to sound this is what we want to write about if something happens to where it's in that theme then it happens but yeah. it, we're not gonna to try to force anything yeah and, and you know so, what's the fun thing about that is that the sounds that we did make happen to be sounds that are genuinely poppy genuinely yeah. things that people like fuck with like that's the thing that i love the most about it so i'm, I'm definitely excited to see where it ends up going in the next couple of months and hopefully the next year or two yeah um you know, we have plans outside of this, of course, you know, shows, things like that in the next year. Yeah, so, so stream it so I can feed my family. Please, please, <laughs> please, please. Please, and buy the merch that will be coming buy out Buy the eventually. merch to feed my family. <laughs> Where, where's merch at? It's everywhere. Just search out We Are Generation, Google it. You can find literally all the information about... Website? Um, not just yeah, even website, uh, but like literally all our generation.bandcamp.com. That's the there main website where we uh, end up sourcing a lot of our merch. But and merch, in terms music, of just yeah. like finding out who we are, just Google We Are Generation. It ends up becoming now like a pretty popular thing, which I'm like, One I'm thing, very blessed about. Don't, don't Google it. DuckDuckGo it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck Google. Use DuckDuckGo. Okay, okay, there we go. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Sponsor there. Okay, I feel it. No, no, not a sponsor. Eventually, we'll get them. No. We'll get them. <laughs> we'll get them. We'll get them. Not we'll come around. Not a sponsor. I just hate Google. Mm. <laughs> Do you really? Uh, what about Bing? I don't like Bing either. What about right. Yahoo? Not like Yahoo what about Yahoo? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, for real? Like, you, you don't use Google? Uh, I try not to. Oh, why? That's interesting. Um, I, I'm Do you in not a, agree with the company's policies? I'm in a place right now where I am very, uh, like, I don't really like tech monopolies. They definitely are that, and so, I would agree with you. So Google bothers me. Microsoft bothers Facebook me also. Bothers you. Facebook bothers me. Yeah, I feel you. Twitter bothers me. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, what else bothers me? <laughs> <laughs> Literally uh, the internet, unfortunately, at this point. Disney, I mean, it is, it's, yeah, Disney. Disney you know, bothers me. 100%. They're not a tech giant, but they're still a giant, and they bother Damn. me, too. No, I just, I'm not anti-capitalism. I just am anti-oligarchy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Where, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Anti-cartel, let's put yeah. it like that. <laughs> yes, yeah, nice. I and like they that. they act as one essentially. Yeah, so, 
Yeah. So. Huh. So yeah, use. Wait. Duck, so duck, what go. do you what do you use? DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Yeah. Okay. I've never heard of it, so that's they're good. Go. Okay. I like them because they Watch, don't. Watch, I'm gonna get a sponsor. You're gonna get an email soon. <laughs> hey, if I got sponsored by DuckDuckGo, that'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be kind of cool. I'm, I'd gladly sponsor them. Yeah. I'd be sponsored by them. Um, uh, I wanted to move on to what so far from beginning, how however far back you want to go, uh, what has been like. I, I want to word it more fancifully, but what has been your favorite part of the journey so far? Wow. You can go first, bud. That's a good question. And whatever um, whatever favorite means to you. Yeah. I love it. I guess my favorite part is whenever you get to travel to do travel. what you love. Yeah. Uh, we went to, we've been to New Jersey a couple times. We went to Nashville big a couple years ago. Big shout out to the Roman family. Oh there. yeah. Big so, shout out to my love to all you guys. Yeah. So we have some family over there that recently just lost the lead pastor mm. of one of the first shows that we ever did outside of Florida. And so, uh, yeah, massive shout out to them, um, and love and prayers to them. Um, we went to Nashville one time. That was pretty rad. That was and awesome. then, yeah. You know, we just always been around Florida. So for for me, it's just more like I I just love to travel to play music. Yeah, I think that's my favorite part of it all. Man, for me, I think it starts in the studio for me, and that's like a weird thing. Like, of course, the shows are great, and that's always fun. But physically, it hurts for me to kind of do them. <laughs> and if you have backstory: I have a lot of back problems, so like it's hard for me to kind of. I mean, I love the shows and I love doing them, but you know they are physically challenging for a little bit. Um, but outside of that, for me, it is definitely the process that we go through when it's just either me or you or me and Edgar or me, whoever. Yeah. Um, where we have those deep conversations of figuring out like, okay, what does that lyric mean to you? Like, what is that about? And then we go into an hour tangent about like whatever whatever's bothering you that that year, you know. So that's the, to me, those are the moments that I will always cherish. In terms of like my career, so yeah, definitely. So it sounds like for both of you, in different ways, it's the process. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. It's to me. For you, that's it's... where I dive in. Like I can't, I can't not be there. Like if I'm not in this, if I'm not in the mix, I'm losing my shit. Like I, mm. I can't, I cannot be like in another room chilling, relaxing, like an artist, because that's you, just too much. For you, it seems more like the actual technical and artistic process, and then for you, it seems more like the. The way I interpreted what you said is more like getting to share it. Yeah. Getting it out there. Yeah. Like that traveling and... Yeah, I don't like to hold things in. Yeah. yeah. And we did it for a long time. We always do it for some we reason. We did it the we longest two... this one. Yeah. I feel like we did it the longest yeah. this one. Yeah, we had it was... stuff that we were holding since like 2019. Since 2019, wow. yeah. Because yeah. we did a... Is that we... when you started work on this one? Yes. Yeah, because we did an EP and that's whenever we were working on that. So these are the songs that came from those ses sessions... We're like, okay, maybe this could be a little bit more that we could explore. So let's not put it into this let's hold EP. It, yeah. Let's let's kind of yeah, let's hold it. So for me, it was like literally last week. I was like, I want this record out already. This yeah. is ridiculous. <laughs> like I I hate I hate holding things in because yeah. then it's like anticipation. Yeah, I'm yeah. very I'm a very impatient person, which is really funny. Uh, because I don't think that I am, but all my actions tell me that I he am. Is, he is. And I, I love Medef, and he is. <laughs> he so is. But the thing is, like, I'm so glad that I'm in his life because it kind of <laughs> it kind of reminds. I have to kind of remind, like, all right, listen, I want it out just as much as you do. But there's, of course, this moment there's that we have to. to this. There's things we gotta do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's there's processes we gotta take, and 
I'm glad we took our time with this one for sure because it shows. True. It it really does show. You know what I mean? I don't. I hope y'all see it too. Honestly. Actually, there's another thing I wanted to comment on specifically was the actual quality, like sound quality of it. Sounds so professional. It's Thank so. You. Thanks, man. Like both vocals and actual um, music. Thank like you. it sounds. There, there's, and I don't mean this in like a disparaging way, but there's a lot of people who are up and coming who there's some kind of. I would some, say uncanny value to it. That, that's a good way to describe it. There's like a certain level of fidelity yeah. to the actual audio that is kind of missing. It's not quite there. And mm. you guys have hit it. And it's like when I first listened to you guys before, like the first thing I ever heard from you guys, I was like, wait. Are you telling me these guys are not like on a record label already? <laughs> like what? Thanks, man. I mean, honestly, that was the goal for us. We kind of wanted to show that this this shit can be done. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can do this in a in a in a living room with a couple of your friends and a little corner room with a couple of your friends, if y'all really cared about it and tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's and, a combination you know, and, yeah. of uh, it's a com- it can be a combination of the skill, but also the willingness to put the time and effort into learning how to do everything yeah because i I want everything that i put out to be excellent yeah or at least to the point where i did everything that i could super perfectionist for a long for a long time for us it was like okay let's just do it just to do it just so we can get it out there it was never to like okay let's but then again we during this album process we kind of figured out we finally figured out how to properly record how to properly mix how to properly find that sound streamline the process yeah so it was more of like instead of okay we've been doing this for a long time it was more of realizing what we were doing it not sounding the way that we wanted to okay let's do the research and how is it supposed to be done Mm -hmm. and then that's where we go into it and a lot of upcoming artists they don't from what i hear from their mixes and all that it doesn't really sound like that which is kind of sad because ultimately this is going out to millions of people whether the 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 streams show it or not Mm. like it's gonna be out there so of course what you want to put out there has to be with good quality yeah because your name's on it at the end of the day there are a lot of artists and not even just artists but like i'll put it as creatives a lot of creative people who they start out on their own completely from scratch and they get popular or they don't but they do it for a long time and then they never really progress in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. Like they may progress on a personal level, but they don't progress on a, I guess on a technological level. Yeah. yeah. Like no, with yeah. their, in their the skill set. Their craft. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So I just really admired that. Part. I appreciate it. Yeah, and that's man. We wanted to kind of even those two scales up. I think yeah. we wanted to kind of be like, well, we wanted to be proven that we can make it in that professional level. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we didn't want to sell out and write songs that sounded like shaking asses in the club and all that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it we just didn't doesn't want work that. for us. It doesn't yeah. work for us. We're yeah. not. We that, have too many of those songs, and they just didn't fit in the album, so we <laughs> had to scrap work. them. The demos are all gone. <laughs> um, but it ultimately, it proved the point that that can be done, um, even at a smaller scale like the ones we have. And I think, yeah, I think that's freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? What? This is another one of those questions that might sound kind of cliche, but I think it's also one of the important questions and you probably have different answers Mm -hmm. what tracks are you most proud of and it doesn't have to be from this it doesn't have to be from the most recent album it can be okay all time what are you most what are you most uh 
I'm proud of, happy with putting out there, wanting to share, whatever. Um, I'm going to go outside of the new record because my ultimate um, impulse is just to go there. But mm. I loved... It's the most recent recency bias. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like like oh you're supposed to say that because they're picked. No, it's not. (laughs) Um, I think for me, like genuinely, I loved uh, a song called Nightmare. Okay. That we released last year. That was a fun one. All right. Um, Because it was it was the first time that we were were ever kind of leaving a certain sound that we were known for, Mm -hmm. doing something completely different, and then. Kind of it being like, okay, this is what the next couple of things are gonna start sounding mm-hmm. like. So get used to it. Was it was a bit of a transition. Yeah. It's it was a transitional. Was. That one in photographic memory were yeah. both transitional periods. But at the same time, they kind of just hit. Yeah, people. and they just hit. Yeah, yeah. so they yeah. a lot of people really like that one. But even if no one did, I liked it a lot. Um, I agree. And so for me, I I love. I, I I'm most proud of that one. Okay. Most proud of that one. Man, I think. I'm gonna go new album, of course, because it's just, you know, it's just I'm honestly very just proud of it. I'm I'm very proud of it. I think one of the ones that stood out to me. Go there. I don't want to say. I don't go wanna... there because I know you're gonna say it. Go ahead. What are you gonna think? I'm gonna say? Go there. I'm fine. Oh man, see now that was a great one, but I don't want to <laughs> say that because it was all me, and I don't want to kind of make it about me. I don't want to do that. But it, th- that's the question though. Is well, what that, that was my question of? though. I like... am very proud of it. Yeah, I, I am. I am. Damn it. <laughs> I know if, you. If are. there's anything that I am proud of, it would be that goddamn song. Please, guys, go listen to it. Make, put a star on on Apple Music for it. <laughs> I, oh, hold on, real quick, right now in this very moment. What day is it? What's today? Today, twenty seventh, November twenty seventh. Yes. Thank you for making a star on Tess. That oh, I was song, so yeah. I was very anxious about putting that one on the album, and that. I'm not, and it's like, I love that one. I'm very proud of it, but I was very anxious in terms of like where it would fit in the vibe. And I'm glad that right now it's received in a popular level. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much to everyone that's liked it. Now, thank you, mom. Put a star on I'm fine because that <laughs> one to me is probably got to be one of the more personal songs I've ever written so far. Um, it just kind of talked about like where I was in my life and where I am in my life currently um, in terms of my faith, in terms of who I am as a person. Um, and it kind of, it kind of helped mold what I'm going to start continuing to do further on with, uh, you know, future projects. And I hope that that kind of, you know, excites some people, hopefully. But I would say in terms of that song, um, the production value was insane. We came out with just some fun sounds there that, were very hidden for a long time. I, I remember hiding a lot of those, uh, a lot of the demo tapes since about maybe 20, no, I'll say 2019 as well. Maybe around that same time. Yeah, you were working on, because I remember you came to me with um, really the groove yeah. of the drums, the piano, and the guitar. You're, you're talking about which track again? I'm uh, fine. It's called I'm, I'm fine. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you came to me with those, and I was like, that sounds really dope. And then... Yeah, because I was gonna be on. That was just gonna be a solo song for you. Yeah, ultimately I. And then I was like, yeah. no, this needs to go on the album. <laughs> and then everybody else agreed. And then now, yeah. look where we're at. <laughs> I, I'm very, I'm like, I'm very proud of it, honestly. And I hope you guys do like it as well. Definitely. Yeah. So you actually, you guys are doing a great job of this because you're leading me on to the, all the questions I hey, have. Hey man, we have a this, so, yeah, this ain't our first rodeo. Okay, yeah. this is let you know. <laughs> so first of the two, uh, is most of. 
is it mostly this is just a personal question that for me because i i like this i like the technical aspect of mm. production right. for okay. both music film whatever i oh, like yeah. the behind the scenes stuff nice. is most of the instruments it, it, like do you record live instruments or is it digital or is it a combo or what's what's your guys process for that it's a combo Combo. Big combo. It's a combo. We so def- we'll find different sounds and stuff on um on like like splice. Mm-hmm. Splice is a very splice. Great... God, if you if you splice, if you hear this, please just give us a sponsorship. Yeah, give, <laughs> give us, give us some more credits so that give we us can something. just yeah do everything. Um, so we we did find a lot of sounds on there, which is really funny too because a lot of artists use that. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I found one artist that. That's used nothing the wrong same. with that. That's yeah, what there's it's nothing for. wrong with that. I mean, hey, wrong. it's free game. You know what I'm saying? That's so what it's, like, it's for. Exactly. That's what samples. So you can't. We we can't get mad if other people who use no, sounds man. that we were gonna use, yeah. and then it kind of just sounds like, oh, you copied us, but no, it. We all got it from the same platform. Ultimately, yeah. and Splice is such a great company to work with because they definitely oh, yeah. compensate those people that provide those samples very well. Like the way they have their system is insane. And I would love to eventually work with them to make my own samples a part of that company. That would be a nice goal to have. Um, That'd be sick, but you know, like I said, there's that's a great company to, to try to go for in terms of any new artists that need sounds and need kind of inspiration to work oh, with yeah. sounds. Go to there, definitely. Yeah, a lot of these these songs too. They, it was kind of it's always hard to start a song, but once you find a sound that's like, oh, we can build off from this, and it would be really cool if we did this and that and the third. Yep. Um. So Splice is a really good website. It's a great website for you to start doing that. Is mm-hmm. it? Because I don't think I've. Because I've scoured internet sites for like sound effects and things before for for the podcast. Um, uh, yeah. Do they do? Honestly, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Splice. Is it specifically samples or is it like a big library of? I everything? believe there more. There's some sound effects that you can have there. Yeah. So if you need some, yeah. you know, those like the hip hop horns, like dee, 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 like that yeah. stuff, like, you can find that. You know what I mean? It, on there's there. a, probably I don't know, say millions of sounds on there. I would there really is, look yeah. it up. Um, definitely a hey, splice.com, please. Splice.com. Yes. Splice. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, what has been, this kind of, this kind of goes back to one of the earlier questions. What, so you told me your, some of your favorite things so far that you've done in, in this journey. What are some of the goals that you're trying to achieve next? Oh man. International I gotta, I gotta stardom. Get, I gotta start, get. start with a. Give, okay, here, I'll, I'll structure this question. <laughs> it was so quiet there. Right? <laughs> yeah. I love that. I, I knew, I knew, I knew <laughs> when I asked that question, I, I knew the look on your face was like. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me structure the question a bit better. Yeah. Give me like a short-term accomplishment you want to do next, and then what's the long-term goal after that? Uh, What we want to do next is... I'm gonna what, be, you, don't, you don't have to give away any like... You oh, okay, no, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You don't want to. At least, okay. So, in general, in a general sense, um, I will be honest. This record was only like me and Miguel were the only ones that wrote it. Mm-hmm. So, not a lot of Edgar and Frank. They didn't really have as much of an input into the lyrics, mm-hmm. just with the music. And so, for the next thing, I want it to be a lot more kind of like how our second album was. So inclusive we're, we're everybody very inclusive with everybody we're all like a dream so here we go here we go a dream is to get a like to rent out a studio mm-hmm. for three days and then we have every instrument you can think of we can have like i guess i would love to work with a producer i don't know who but having a producer i think would be really cool and a great dynamic for us 
Um, we definitely would like to. Yeah, I mean, this the fourth album would definitely be more open into bringing people into the circle. This one was very closed, and yeah, as as much as that felt good in the moment, you know, I think looking back at it now, it would be nice to kind of have people involved in that, you know, because we have such a be fun different. sound that we provide. It would be cool to see what other what others could. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely. So yeah, I guess the 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 goal for the next thing is to for it to be a lot more inclusive. Have a producer. Uh, record it in an actual studio studio because okay. we did a lot of like home sessions uh but when it when it came to recording drums we would go to a studio in plant city uh shout out to back Big pocket shout out to back pocket um, kaylee we love you thank you so much oh, yeah. yeah um but the long term long term i would love to do a nationwide tour hell yeah that'd be you know doing four legs for one album you know what i mean yes. <laughs> like yes. a four leg tour i want to do it at least once that. give me one give me one just give me one please <laughs> touring with somebody would be cool somebody that we respect of course and then uh, we love and admire one. and you know everything above it um yeah i mean for me i think ultimately yeah the the fourth album is a big is a big thought in my head at the moment but of course we want to do shows we want to we want to go out there and show what we have yeah. so far and that's the big thing that we're trying to trying to slowly figure out and try to slowly get together and um you know create some fun stuff that is definitely things you haven't heard before so Mm. if you see a show in your area go to it (laughs) (laughs) my first and final warning go to it first and final warning it's gonna be fun warning it's a warning if you don't go i have no idea something's gonna happen you're gonna rethink your whole life out other, do you have shows planned right now? No, no. But oh, no. that's the thing. It's you... right now we're just kind of working in terms of like creating the aspect of the show, um, because that to us is such a big part yeah. of it. We just don't want to go out and play, press play these songs and go. Right. We want to recreate these songs in, in terms of making them something that that is familiar but yet so fun and different um, that can get people excited about it. So that's the goal. You um, want to create something people. You you can't get just by listening. No, yeah, online. you, you got to come to these shows. Right, you got to come to these shows and, and hear this stuff. It's gonna sound different. It's gonna sound fun. Yeah. A great artist who inspires us with that is John Bellion. Oh yes, okay, big shout. Out. Um, we've seen him like twice. Yes, we've seen so him twice. I, and it, like, I am boom. very musically out of the loop so oh, okay, forgive me okay, i don't okay. know who that that's is that's okay so it's uh, a yeah I, i'm pretty sure if i show you a song then you probably know i would it, probably know it's yeah an he wrote Island, yeah. he he was also uh one of the co-writers for justin bieber's new record okay yes. so he's he's i don't like to say he's like up there but you know he's up there but he's <laughs> prolific uh, he's very, very yeah. yeah um so what he does in his live shows is if you listen to a song on his record and then you listen to uh a youtube video somebody posted from the concert they're two different things and that's mm. something for us that is mind-blowing and i don't think anybody else is doing that and so for us it'd be really cool to kind of reimagine some reimagine stuff that will not take away from your first experience listening to it because a lot of people that go to concerts are there to witness and to experience songs that really came from the album came from there and then also like the way that it hit them so you don't also want it to be so different to where it's like okay i i was really hoping you would sing it like the way that I heard it. Yeah, right, you know right, what right. I mean? Like, even though it's kind of like, are you serious? But it's more like, sometimes, just it's, think about. sometimes it's like, you wish you could just tell him, well, if you want to hear it like that, then just go listen just to just it. Just go listen to the, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we made it like that for a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and it's just to be different. Yeah. And I think also you know, we have to have, we have to have fun with it. Because yeah. that was yeah. another thing that like, like with the past tours that we did with Small World and even before, if you're not having after, fun and enjoying it, then 
hundred percent. You're, you're not you're not doing yeah, what we you were, set out we to do in doing, the beginning. Mm-hmm. We were doing sets that were just kind of sounding very consistent and yeah. Although they were good in the crowds and the crowds loved them, we were personally not having too much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so with this, that one of the big goals is definitely we want to have fun too. Yeah. So that's that's gonna that's gonna show hopefully. Um, so hopefully like I said, next year we can get yes. some shows in. We're that's, still talking it. You know, it's one yeah. of those it's one of those things that I really admire with comedians when they travel is whenever they go to a new city or whatever they they usually have some. Even if it's just like a 10-minute thing, mm. they usually have something unique to them traveling to that city to tell. Oh yeah, so it yeah, makes it yeah. more personal. More personal. I like uh-huh. that. So yeah. it's something I admire. I'm a big fan of comedians, yeah. So I definitely understand that. It's a cool way to kind of just bring it home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What do you like? Um, well, of course, I'm a big fan of. Um, God dang, you put me on the spot. Andrew <laughs> Shorts, if you have, if you I know him, like big yeah. fan so of him. Um, freaking Norman, God bless him. Mm-hmm. God bless his soul. Um, big fan of freaking Dave. Uh, you know, of course. Um, Man, I'm freaking. I'm, I'm losing track here. I've, I've you know, I actually Bill Burr is pretty Bill great. Burr, so yeah, Bill Burr, yeah, Burr, Burr, man, that's, Burr that's the great. god right there. Yeah, it's Mark, another one. Um, fucking Mark Norman. I yeah, Mark, like, Mark, uh, well, Mark. Yeah, Mark Norman and Mark, um, I. I was so like upset when he passed away, and I actually wanted to talk about it on the podcast. But yeah, man. The only I was so disappointed because not most of my friends don't know who that is. Really? So I was like, "This is your chance, oh, man. Oh, this go, is your chance. This, this morning, I'm right screw here. Screw everything man. else, man. Let's, let's, let's go to light one up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's unfortunate, man. Dang. Um, I would say, yeah, he was a, he was a huge loss. That that got me pretty yeah. good. I honestly didn't think he was going through anything until I saw that post on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That, that got me pretty big. Um, did you see? But that's, that's I, I such a good. No, I don't know if they had like a servers or something for him at the at the Laugh Factory. I think they I had something going on there. Um, that's such a like testament to his character though yeah. that he didn't want to like make it about that's him insane. the yeah. fact that he didn't say anything and he's seen he's such a star that people don't even realize that he's yeah. such in such crazy movies and um and that's not to mention his stand up i mean it's his his, his, his freaking material is insane mm-hmm. um and then also SNL and everything else of course like just all of that it's just huge staples in someone's life that just kind of like no one really like no one but like like it wasn't truly announced, you know, in a such my, a big way. My favorite thing about Martin Norman is uh, maybe that's the joke of it. Wait, <laughs> wait, hold on. Norm McDonald is what we meant to say. Yes, we were saying it the wrong. Both yes, of us, I think, both of us said it the wrong the whole I time. I think we did. That's Mar- really awkward. Norm McDonald. Wow, that is awkward. <laughs> that's really awkward. We're running that back. We'll be fine. No, no, no. Where's we, Jamie? We, at? we had we had this guy over here. He's on the mic. You guys are talking about a guy that's still alive. Yeah, Mark Norman is. Uh, Mark, I actually do like Mark Norman Googling too. Though. Him. Can you give him the mic? Go ahead and just hand him the mic. Go ahead. You take that. Uh, well, Mark, Norm, Mark Norman is alive and well. He's thirty-eight. No, no, yeah. I, <laughs> no. I was not paying attention. Mic. Yeah, Norm Macdonald is who you're talking about. Yeah. Thank you so much. I just realized that. I actually like Mark Norman <laughs> that's too, though. Funny. Yes, Mark, Mark Norman, Norman is. Well, yeah. Mark Norman is really like uh, like dry yeah. and like I like his delivery for things. I know both these comedians, and unfortunately, so I got their names mixed up. Yeah. I feel that's unfortunate. I feel <laughs> that's so crazy. But that's, hey, that's, that's the beauty of this listen. podcast, though, is it's all on the spot. Yeah, yeah. But right, uh, right. Norm Macdonald, though, one of my favorite things that I learned like not long ago, because mm-hmm. I, I only, obviously, I wasn't around to consume him. Oh, well, same, like, yeah. like yeah. back when he's on SNL. I wish. But yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things I learned about him was the fact that what like when the oj simpson stuff was going on <laughs> yeah. he kept making jokes about it oh 100 when going, they kept telling him not to he was digging deep man yeah that was a great time i he, love that he was definitely someone that pushed a lot of boundaries and, and kind of helped like inspire those future guys like bill dave you know we got guys like even mark of mm-hmm. course that dry sort of like 
talks about like anything in their in their set kind of thing. So I love one of my favorite things about Mark though, mm-hmm. like when I see him on people's shows and stuff, is I think I have a similar type of sense of humor to mm-hmm. him sometimes in the sense that he'll say something and the way he says it, you don't always know if he's saying it as a joke or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. The statements that. sound real so dry that yeah. you can't, you don't know whether or not to laugh or yeah. clap or even to agree. <laughs> like sometimes you don't even know if that's okay to agree with. Or if you I should report that. him for hate speech. Yeah, or exactly. Something. Should I start getting on my camera now? Like, what do I, what do, I do? I get that. 100%. No, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of comedy. I, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's like one of the like side dreams I love to have is like get into acting, get into voice acting, and then eventually do comedy. Just, just go ahead and do comedy, man. Bro. Like that would be fun. I, <laughs> I, I just, I don't have the. You could do that as a warm up for your shows. Ooh, there you that go. That'd be kind of a crowd warm warm up. <laughs> no, Come like, in the like, next it, tour. But what if I'm bad tour? and then the show's good and it's like I'm, I'm overshadowed? Well, it's a... okay though, because if you if you bomb, then you know the music will save you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. You know what you should you know do? What I mean? You know what you should do is do some musical comedy. Musical comedy. Oh, <laughs> like uh what's his name? Like Bo and Bo yeah, Brown, yeah. yeah. Or Dimitri Martin. Did you watch that new special? I never yeah. got to watch it. I love it. I, I actually that, did I'm it. so uh, this is till the this one, day. Wait, the one it. the one where he's in his room, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I haven't I, watched it, but I it looks watched, great. I watched it on acid. Did you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. snap. What a way. experience. It was uh both very uh it made me happy at times. But it also and it did made you me cry laugh at, at times, huh? Did you cry at all? No, but it did make me depressed at a couple moments. Mm. There mm. was there was a moment I was listening to it. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil it for you because you can watch it. But oh, eventually, there, well, it's fine. Go ahead. There, there, I don't want. We don't mind spoilers. Listen, guys, here. if you haven't watched it, I don't know what to say. But there was a moment during it where I was just like, the, the only thing in existence right now is me and Bo Burnham. Like oh, with this, this, <laughs> that's funny. This it became moment. that personal, like for for a moment. Wow. Yeah. Where uh, it was one of the songs he did talking about like um, uh, I don't even want to say it too much because like I said I want I want you to experience it yourself. <laughs> but uh, there was a moment where I was like, yeah, the world is ending right now, and this is the last thing I'm gonna oh, ever hear. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, that's a deep one. Yeah, oh brother, yeah. especially on acid. I can no, I agree. Yeah. How you feel? <laughs> um, but no, I mean, yeah, they. I would. Well, eventually we'll see. You know, we'll see a set on Ebor. <laughs> Not Ebor. They got a little comedy seller on Ebor. Yeah, that's there. true. That'd be cool. We'll hang out. That actually, really, yeah, yeah. Honestly, do it. I'll just hang out at the tables, see what's going on. Yeah. But uh, I, one I of my friends, I I'll be your hustlers. I gotta do this. I gotta <laughs> do my stuff first. You know, I, I got stuff to do, man. Yeah, actually, uh, my friend Andreas, friend of, friend of the show, he's been on the podcast a few times. Mm-hmm. He actually really wants to try stand up. Hey, man. Yeah. He's been writing stuff like oh. just if in his the, notes. If you're at that point, go to a five minute set. I keep telling him you should just go do anywhere. It. Just go anywhere and sign what's up. What's the worst that you're gonna Nothing's do? Gonna, you know? Yeah. Like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? If you have material, give it a shot. I think just like anybody, he's afraid of of bombing. Oh yeah, but that's I mean you're supposed to though. But I keep telling him that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know how many times and we've it's, it's, Yeah, I know, right? And it's the same thing that we were talking about before. You got to show the growth. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And that so I think if you just go for it, then... Mm-hmm. And then you're going to feel a lot like more sense uh, of relief. So much better. Is it like a weightlifting kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. Like, okay, like, even wow, if you suck, like, oh, hell yeah. I'm I have a friend it. who had... He's done a couple sets. I think he's done like three of them. And he says that it's one of the hardest things to do hmm. that you would never think. Yeah. You know, trying to make a whole room laugh. A whole room. And of, they don't even know you. Of yeah. different It's very people. easy if you're like at the family get together mm-hmm. or, you know, just at a party mm-hmm. where people know you. Right. But when it's like people who don't, that's where it's more difficult. Yeah, Which makes sense. Yeah, big shout out to all the comedians out there. God, yeah, man. God bless you. All the, com- all the people. Get out there. Go get, go get some sets, man. Yeah. Go, go do, do five. 
Go to your five. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, wanted to ask. Oh, so now that you've kind of you've confirmed my suspicion about the the Christian influence. Yeah. Do you are you comfortable talking about your that journey for you guys? Let's get into it. <laughs> That's yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, no. I'm... Who would like to start? I I I really don't have any particular questions with that except for because I didn't really think about it up until this point because yeah. I wasn't fully sure. Yeah. Uh, but I was curious, like, what what's your like upbringing like, and how did you get introduced to that that, that realm. path that that the faith and everything? Yeah. Uh, I'm a pastor. Uh, that's, some, that's something yeah. I've never really talked about myself on here. Okay. So cool. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm a pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's pros and cons to it. Yeah. The pros. Um, Actually, there's not really many pros, honestly. <laughs> but <laughs> if we're going to be quite honest. But I guess it's more of like, it's really cool growing up whenever you see your parent um, fulfill a, for a lack of a better like term, fulfill their destiny, yeah. right? Wow. So, in, in, so in terms of like, okay, everybody is born, th- this is the way that I see it. Um, everybody is born with their certain gift. Mm-hmm. And by default, it's your gift to God. Mm-hmm. So I came out as a singer and a musician. My automatic default is to be that towards God, right? The same thing with podcasts. Maybe with podcasting, you're meant to be a communicator. So maybe it's in the pastoral level or maybe it's just in the speaking like guidance council level for God, right? Um, so seeing that within my dad was a really cool kind of upbringing and aspect, but just because that I was born into it didn't mean that I automatically believed it. Right. There always is a point in a, in a moment where you are, whether you're in a service or in a situation where it's like, okay, if you're real, then let this happen. Mm-hmm. Let, let whatever desire you have happen. It's show me that sign. Show me the sign. Prove to me I that you think exist. Of, I always think of, of I always think of Evan Almighty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. No, Bruce so, Almighty. Bruce yeah, Bruce Almighty. Almighty. The OG. Uh, the OG, right? So it's kind of in that more sense of like, okay, if and this is funny too, because of course I go to church, I serve, I work at a church too. I'm a graphic designer. Um, so one of the sermons from this past sermon series that we were doing was it was all focused on family and how one decision that you can make can ultimately affect a whole generation that comes out of you. Mm. So that, in a sense, it's like now there comes a point to I no longer believe my parents' God. I believe my God. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm at at the moment is I finally found the moment where it's like, okay, I don't worship my dad's God. I worship my God, which is the same thing, but you know. I can add on to what you're saying with that because my experience is very similar where I got to a point where – do do I believe this because I believe it, right. or do I believe it because this is how I was raised? Yeah, am I just part of this because it's my family, or do I really feel this? Mm-hmm. And mm, I, I also agree with what you're saying about you, you characterize it a different way than I did, but it's the same. It's idea the same thing. Yeah. of it being your God, and my my perspective on that is that everybody has to have their own individual relationship. Yeah. with god and whatever and that, i'm just saying that as a general statement higher whatever power. whatever that higher power is in for your you. in yeah. your realm in your for you uh yeah that that personal interpretation and relationship mm-hmm. um and for some people that god can just be like your inner conscience and that's a good way to interface with that you yeah know? that's a good point but, that's a great point um and what about you well, um, 
And were you done? I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm good. Yeah, okay. no, no. <laughs> I'd love to hear you, even though I was a part of every aspect of every it. Every single aspect. You. Ultimately, it became a thing that evolved around music for me, which is a weird thing to kind of the grasp now, looking back at it, that the ultimate reason why I decided to choose this fave was because of the relationship I already had with music and how deeply involved it was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it inspired me so much to the point where I wanted to write about that, those sort of things. Um, so we met, you know, as kids, you know, and, and later on in life, as we were trying to create this band, we had this ultimate crossroad, you could say, of whether or not we wanted to become this Christian band or not become this Christian band. Um, there was definitely an argument that ensued and, and it kind of like, you know, almost broke the band up, of course, but like 10 minutes after him leaving my house in a like teary rage, he texted me saying he loved me and that, you know, you know, we'll be all right. And that ultimately kind of showed me this like weird forgiveness sort of thing. And that was like the first like evident of it from there. It kind of evolved to like, well, what does that mean towards like a faith level? And like, how does that mean towards my relationship towards people, towards myself, towards God ultimately? Um, so I had to figure that out. And so figuring that out at like a teenager level was mm-hmm. weird because it's not like I was. You have a lot I, going on when you're a teen. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're, of... you're, you're horny. So it's like, I'm just saying, so it's like you're going yeah. through all these things in life and all these changes. And at the same time, trying to figure out whether or not this, this ultimate being, you know, does exist. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that was a weird kind of life to kind of live for a couple of years. But ultimately, I found the answer for me at the moment was that, yes, you know, there's no, there's no, like, definitive, like, there is a definitive answer that, yes, there is this person pulling strings. Um, but I think now over the years and how I've perceived that particular religion is that I think the way that things are being run in certain areas, for me, I just didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. And my heart wasn't there with. Mm-hmm. And I was like heartbroken because of that as a, as like a, as a Christian in a weird way. Like I was like, I I'll put can't, it here. Yeah, I, can, yeah. I can put it in my terms is I love you, God, but fuck the church. Yeah. <laughs> it's because for me, it's, I'm sorry to cut you off. A that's little a great bit, way but, to put it. But for me, it's like, I, I don't, my issue is not with religion, but with organized religion, because it becomes a cult in and of itself where they oftentimes twist things to fit their own like that you you have to fit a certain mold to be in this community where it doesn't always fit with your your actual faith that's an interesting thing i think for me it was like at least it's my i think for me there was things that of course were inspired by god and Mm -hmm. ultimate and like even like like with your dad for example Mm -hmm. like a lot of those sermons i knew there's like there's no way that i should just came from him by himself like there's stuff that he well, talked about in the same about. way as songs too. exactly like, exactly like, that's what i wanted the, to get yeah, at yeah it's, it's the same thing mm-hmm. as songs like and it's weird it uh things come from somewhere yes and that's my whole thing is like okay somebody had there, there had to be some sort of seed for a tree to grow it had to have been there it couldn't mm-hmm. have just appeared appeared out of nowhere so when you start to look at those kind of things and then you start to look at your own life okay I know that I'm a lot safer because I believe in something that's a lot higher than me. That I know that it's not just me. I know that it's not just like yeah. I have to go through that. No, there's a testimony that's going to be 
brought up in. This so is all a journey. It's all it's all part of the journey. Mm. Um, that's kind of how I saw it. And then for you as well, because you didn't. Whenever we met, yeah. you had more of a Catholic upbringing yeah. as yeah, well. Pretty much. And then yeah. from seeing from the Catholic upbringing to then going from Christian, um, and it was very tough too because. My, of course, I'm Hispanic, so my dad, like, and the whole church is Hispanic. It's very hard to grasp what the concept of God when you don't, when there's such a huge language barrier mm-hmm. as well. And then more of that, it's the community that you kind of set yourself in. But I do agree what you say, where it's more like there's just some churches that kind of make it more towards a organization money plot more than an actual genuine community that sometimes, actually cares. Yeah, sometimes I it can be. With that, though. Yeah, sometimes it's it's either corrupted by money or it can also just be corrupted by influence and power. Af- influence yeah. and power. Yeah, yeah no, I I've yeah. seen it. I've definitely seen. And it. And that can manifest in a bunch of different ways. And a and a bunch of different ways, of course. Um, but yeah, it's a very. I love this because like it's very interesting to hear different perspectives. The angles, yeah. Yeah, different angles. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I like to. I pride myself in thinking that I'm a very like open-minded person where i like i like mm-hmm. to look at things from different angles so yeah i like to ask Dude, those type same, of questions yeah, same. yeah and even whenever you went through that mig like of course and i remember us talking about it and i'm yeah. like listen if that's how you feel i'm not gonna force you to be in it because i know that ultimately it's a disservice yeah so if that's ultimately how you feel then i'm still gonna love you the same right. and then after that i feel like they're like we wrote a song kind of dealing with that sort of thing it didn't make the album which I, the I, album. I really wish it did but ultimately um i forget what the chorus is the chorus is it's, it's okay. okay if you feel the same because uh it's okay if you feel feel that way because i felt the same um you, no no it's a shoot man now we're gonna have to rethink lyrics we're gonna not to, even yeah, on the yeah, album yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay if you feel the same because no, no, no. i felt the change just don't walk away. Got to dig in the and notes. And now real we're quick. gonna play it on. The- <laughs> we're gonna we're exclusive. Yes. No, but it was it was just one of those things where ultimately it was okay. If you feel that way, that's completely all right. Mm-hmm. But that's not gonna change my love for you mm-hmm. because then I proved your point. Mm-hmm. If you're not a Christian, then I'm like ah, oh, right. not a Christian. I only hang out with Christian people. Right. Yep. Then it ultimately proves your point of, and this is why I did not want to be a Christian. So yeah, it was just it's a very great kind of thing that had to happen. Because now, ever since then, you've been a lot happier. Definitely. I've been a lot more, I guess you would say, at peace in terms mm-hmm. of just myself, in terms of who I am as a person. And that's going to help with the projects that I have coming up because they, they kind of helped me open up to that. You know, beforehand, I had thought I'd, you know, I had to write about Christian stuff, and that yeah. was kind of hard. So it's like. Because you don't want to make it like cheesy. Yeah, and, 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 and at the same time, I don't want to write about something that like I'm not 100% there with. So it's like and there's also, a struggle. I think you got to strike a good balance of not making Christian music that is not that is sharing an experience and feeling but not being directly preachy. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that was the goal with this one. I felt like we try to keep we try to do that with like all the albums. I mean, the first one of course was that, very that was the preachy thing, album. The second one, we, we were trying to get there, I think. The but... more edgy preachy album. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> that teen youth group album. That, yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, dude. Um, but it kind of just, I, I don't know, man. It just, this one would kind of hit all the marks in terms of like being that, giving that light of hope, but at mm. the same time, giving that um, realistic out view of, of what it means to kind of 
go through those ropes and then yeah. what it what it does what it takes to get out the other side and now the message of the band has changed because of course when you start well at least when we started it was we wanted to bring songs to the church mm. oh, i just got that was so cringy to say Ugh. but um <laughs> but now it's just, just chill oh, yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah yeah but i was 14 so it makes sense oh <laughs> 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 um, that, that's kind of like where it was in the beginning that's but a good now, inspiration though because when you're like a teen and you're listening to this crappy music you're like yeah. I, would, I could do way better than this <laughs> yes please like, do man, way better we could do this <laughs> yes yes but it, cool. if anything it was way crappier than what we were listening to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we exceeded i agree oh uh, but now it's just more of like okay we want to give a message of more of like however you feel whatever you your upbringing is it doesn't matter as long as you like what we make then we're cool yeah you don't have to be a certain way like at least there's a there's a um there's a phrase that that i hear a lot that's you don't have to believe to belong Mm -hmm. yeah if you believe in our band and if you like the music that we make then you're automatically family you don't have to have like that certain mold in order to hang because no we don't care no we're not perfect and we don't want to be perfect we're just four guys in a room different backgrounds that just have one common interest and that's to make great music yeah like great music yeah i agree no matter what the message is it's great music Mm -hmm. as long as so this actually uh having the whole faith discussion actually is a introduces a new angle to the que- question I wanted to ask. Okay. This is actually something I had saved up that has nothing to do with you, the band. Okay. But it was, a, it was an interesting thing that came up on my feed. Um, have you heard about the, f- the fact that some people do not have, and maybe you guys, are, maybe someone here is one of those people, some people do not have an inner monologue. Like when you have thoughts, you actually speak them in your head. Oh yeah, Hunter, I do have that. I do. Yeah. You that. do. So wait, when you have a thought in your like head, when you you're, say it out loud in no, your no. head? Like like when you're thinking about something, you hear a voice in your own head speaking those thoughts. Here's a good way. Here's, oh, okay. a, here's okay. a good example. Just, uh-huh. Here's a good example. Like re- rehearsing a conversation. Like, yes. For yeah, I was about to say that. Like, yeah, but you're about to have an argument with someone and you like you have to come up with the things you want to say and you, you have to think about what they're going to say to you back and it's like, okay, I got to come up with the counter argument to this thing and all that. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Okay, that's the. Do you, you have yeah. that? Do you have the same thing when you're like, let's say you're at the store and you're picking out a bag of chips, and you're like, in your head, you're not saying this out loud, but in your head, you're like, I don't really want barbecue right now. I kind of want salt and vinegar. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you don't have that. You shaking your head, Alex. Oh, no, you're a serial just, killer. I, I, I just think it's, it's hilarious. A serial killer. <laughs> He's a legit the way you describe killer. that, I just think it's hilarious. That's a good way to put it. I learned. So I have a little article right here. It's from Live Science. Uh, what is it? Oh, LifeScience.com. Um, some people process thoughts and feelings differently. The little voice in your head can be your most critic and greatest support, your worst critic and greatest supporter. Mm-hmm. It's been known to help with directions, give advice, rehearse th- uh, tough conversations, and even remind you to put pesto on the grocery list. <laughs> <laughs> but, do, but does everyone have an inner monologue? For a long time, it was assumed that an inner voice was simply part of being human, but it turns out that's not the case. Not everyone processes life in words and sentences. By minor, sorry, this is a quote from somebody. It says, "By inner monologue, we mean that we can have private speech that's addressed to ourselves that is carried out carried out without any articulation or sound." Said, 
I don't know how to pronounce his name. Helene Lovenbrook. Sorry. That's interesting. Shout out. A senior neuro, neuro, <laughs> linguistics researcher and head of the language team in the psychology and neurocognition laboratory at CNRS, uh, the National French Research Institute. So I, I didn't really want to get into this whole article. I just wanted to bring up that concept of an yeah. inner monologue because I found that really interesting. Yeah. And the reason I brought up the faith part into that is because I feel like some people would interpret that voice in your head even if it's interpreted as your own voice, some might think of that as coming from somewhere it's else. It's a guided mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. A guided voice. A conscience. A con- conscience. I like a to conscience. think that too. I like to think that it's like the, um, you know how to have like the little devil and angel kind yeah. of thing on your shoulders. That's kind of what I think of. It's like, that's the way it goes in my head. You know, so, sometimes I have moments where I'm having that inner monologue conversation mm-hmm. with myself. And then something comes up that, seems out of character for myself and i'm like where did that come from yeah that wasn't from me interesting whatever that thought was i can't think of an example right now no, but yeah. like something like maybe a preference a for random something thought something it's like i that that's not like me where did that come from yeah. so sometimes i'm thinking and actually this is a shout out joe rogan again he had a, <laughs> he, he, he did a podcast recently with a um i uh, forget his name doesn't matter but he, somebody who like researches consciousness Okay. okay. And his position was, I have to look up so, so I can give credit to the guy's his name. Um, um, Philip Goff. Okay. So he is a, his position is that in, rather than, and I'm kind of 180 on the topic a little bit. Okay. But we're going to bring it back around. His position is that consciousness doesn't come from matter matter might be coming from consciousness and what i mean what he means by that is that a lot of science tends to take like conscious consciousness not conscience but consciousness Mm -hmm. out of the equation and it's just everything is an objective matter and force based reality it's a zeros and numbers and then the consciousness spawns from that Mm -hmm. he thinks that it could be a combo of the two working together or the consciousness being first. Yeah. And, and you know, I have no idea. I don't really have a position on that, but I just think it's an interesting thing because I think consciousness is a very abstract thing Mm -hmm. because where, where do you get like, where do we get our thoughts from? Like, cause it's not, some of it is, it's just so, that's, a, that's intangible. A crazy, that's such a crazy thing. I mean, I don't think anyone would really have the true answer unless you are like a, a faith based and you yeah. all ultimately think God is giving you these and that, thoughts and, and these ideas. Done. Right. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> but for people that aren't, they're going nuts because yeah. they're like, how the hell am I coming up with these ideas that are somewhat doing well? Because that becomes like a weird thing where you have the idea, you do it, and then it shows some sort of succession that ultimately proves that you were right about the idea Mm -hmm. what the hell that's a crazy thing to think about that you were right about something Mm -hmm. people don't normally like put that into a perspective that like the idea and the thought that you had in your conscience was ultimately right about something yeah so it's like that is a crazy thing to think about that i have i I hold such such a true value to like when anyone tells me that they like anything i do i'm like holy shit that's crazy thank you because (laughs) that came from just a thought i had when i was like playing piano one day or like or like like going outside on a walk so then it's so then it's more of 
you love it whenever you're validated for the things that for the one thing that moved you to do that exactly it's from, yeah. one of my struggles is because uh, I'm, I'm i approach a lot of things from a skeptic point of view where right. i really want to understand multiple aspects of a of a thing which is where your open-mindedness comes from yeah yeah, yeah. and so I, i'm open to the idea that so for instance when i when i have like an idea of something and or like an inspiration or whatever right. it is or i create something whatever on one hand it could be is it over my entire lifetime all of the influences were plugged into the algorithm that is my brain and it spit out this idea and i just don't understand it mm -hmm. or was it fed to me externally somehow hmm. like it's i think that's based off faith there's no other word than than the faith of like something else guiding it or just like you said the algorithms of your mind creating something that just connected the two neurons in your brain mm. to fire off to get this one thought in you know that's I, just based off of what you truly believe in i think i think personally right now i think it could be a combo of both and I, things and i also think that that's why i wrote i'm fine yeah. because it was like where do you lie in that in that realm? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Is it be, is it based off of the faith or is it based off of just is it me? You know what I mean? And that's like a weird thing to kind of like put together that I am still a person that I am still here and living and going through like back pain and going through physically <laughs> like like physically yeah. feeling things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's still a thing I have to think about. Mm -hmm. That's why I wrote that song ultimately. Is this and that's why I say for me. I feel a lot more safe knowing that who I rely and trust on is the creator of everything. That's and beautiful. I know that that's a great, with that's a my faith, I know that a lot of the things that I struggle with in trying to understand, I'm not supposed to understand. Sorry. Mm. I'm not supposed to understand mm -hmm. because if we start to understand everything, then I feel like we'd go more crazy than we already are. Right. Mm. Cause you're trying to try to read every article. You're trying to, figure out every math question or note or yeah, whatever there's and some to when it gets you nowhere it's like okay now that's just all wasted yeah i found the answer to this thing but does it really help my life at all that did, too and did then it when make, you do find the answer yeah, did it make it, a difference yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's where it's just like i don't know i feel like for me so, i that's like one realm where it's just like i know that it comes from somewhere where i mean my default faith-based reaction is God. Like, that's it. And then my, I'm okay with that. And I'm at peace with that. One of my favorite examples of do I really need to know the answer is like, this is going to sound funny, but like, did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? <laughs> yeah. Does that, it really matter if he did kill right. himself? Or, did, it, or did somebody yeah. kill yes. him or what? Does, 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 does that, it What does it justify? Does that so, matter? Yeah. Does yeah. that part of it really matter that much? Because... There's a lot more important shit going on in that situation and than, then that, than that. Like the same thing, you put yourself in that equation. Yeah. Does do I matter? You know what I mean? Like, where does that matter in that mm -hmm. sense? Because you have to start questioning all of that stuff. Because that's what I ended up doing and, for and, a minute. And sometimes, and this might be kind of one of the things you're getting at too. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I also kind of struggle with is, on one hand, I look at humanity and I'm just one drop in the bucket. Like my perspective does not really make a difference mm -hmm. globally. Mm -hmm. But then in my, if you're zooming in to like my friend group or my family or whatever, I'm a lot more important in that sense. Yeah. So like you don't want to discredit yourself when you're thinking of that grand scale type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Because then it becomes dangerous mm -hmm. if you're always trying to, prove something to somebody else that doesn't know who you are as well as your inner circle does 
Mm-hmm. And I think to be quite honest and be real with you, I think I, I think I still struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I still struggle with the feeling of like, I don't know, I guess like the feeling of whether or not I matter as this creative being. And that's, and I, even if I still create and even if I still have the passion to create, that's still in the back of my mind. Yeah. Ultimately for the rest of my career, um, no matter what I do, I think. Um, but at the same time, it is a weird thing that kind of keeps me wanting to do it because it begs the question, will it work? Is it going to make it? Mm-hmm. Am I going to actually get somewhere with it? And that's, I think that's kind of why I keep doing shit. <laughs> so that's why I just keep like figuring it out and like chugging along and like wanting to keep doing it is because there is always going to be that what if, no matter how long nights may be, no matter how frustrating some shit may get, it's, they're always going to be that what if. And you know, this kind of, I wasn't originally going to bring it to this, this direction, mm-hmm. but you just kind of made me think of it is another one of, another one of those what if questions that doesn't really matter yet or at least now is as a faith-based kind of question mm-hmm. is does it does heaven and hell really exist does god really exist ultimately in my life right now what matters is what i do mm-hmm. like how i live my life okay do, being great being like, a good person being a good person yeah. affecting good other morals, people positive. Good morals, yeah. Yeah. affecting other people Not positively people, you know <laughs> right yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and that might be like the jewish perspective in me because <laughs> because like judaism they don't really talk about or care or some people some jews don't even believe in a heaven or yeah. like an afterlife mm-hmm. because wow. they focus on the here and now right mm-hmm. what's going on on earth like right, right. what can we do while we're alive rather than focusing on what happens later yeah so I, that's one of the things that motivates me is like that question. I'll figure that out later. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to know that answer right now. Mm-hmm. The Qui-Gon Jinn. The Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> Focus Thanks. on the here and the now. That's yes. beautiful. I appreciate you. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. Oh, Speaking man. of Qui-Gon Jinn, I had a date earlier today and she's not a Star Wars fan, so I don't think it's going to work out. Oh, oh brother. Capital <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> that's, it, that's, that's your line? Huh? Is that like... Yeah, no. Your, we, yeah. we got to... She, no, I agree with you. No, no, I'm no. just saying. It's not that she is not a Star Wars fan. It's that she actively doesn't like it. Oh, damn. Like she actively oh. shits on it? Like, she's like, this sucks? She just, what, is she like a Trekkie or something? Like, actually, yes. She's like, <gasps> oh! <laughs> that is Did, did she talk about what... Heck uh, no, son. She, what, she's more of a Harry Potter person. Oh, bro. Okay, did she uh, talk okay. about what series of Star Trek did she like? Is she an original uh, next generation? Next actually, gen we didn't Voyager. talk about that. Okay. Yeah, you gotta we make sure talk about that. That... You gotta ask her. Everything went if silent. Next, whatever he said, exactly. whatever she said, <laughs> I she's don't like Star Wars. If she's a next know. generation fan, cool. That's fine. <laughs> but like, this is these are important things you gotta ask. Now, once I figured out she didn't like Star Wars, I was like, man, nah, peace. You know what I mean? It's like everything. His ears start ringing. <laughs> he doesn't know where I he's at. Out, bro. <laughs> I got discombobulated real hard. That's that. beautiful. Dude, that sucks. And it's funny because she does D and D also, and I told her I did a little bit of Star Wars D and D. Oh man! Oh. Did she get Did she get put off by that at all? No. Okay, I was gonna say <laughs> if she got put off by that, I would have I would have been a little bit like that's silly. Her problem. That's just silly. Her problem with Star Wars was like, and I was trying to justify like I didn't want to be one of those people that's like trying to make somebody like something they don't like. Right. So I wasn't getting yeah. deep into it, but her problem with was like how characters were written she didn't like leia how she is like a stereotype and how people write women and stuff uh, i didn't i didn't i thought i i'm not you know i'm I'm not gonna get into it too much (laughs) but 
I always felt like Leia was one of the like shining examples of like that's what I said of a good character of like uh a, like a strong female character that stands on her own. That was know? exactly what I said too. I was like, I, that's I don't how think I she watched she's a, it. <laughs> I mean, honestly I think don't think you watched. I think maybe of, the only scene they saw was her in a bikini, and it kind of made people. You know what I mean? Just yeah, that's that was it. the only thing they saw. They didn't see the scenes after that or before that, and the movies guess. before that. I they, don't know. they don't get the intention. They don't get the intention. And I, I was trying to explain to her like how a lot of the like stereotypes that do come up in Star Wars are a lot of like partially like I would say the 50-50 homages to okay. previous things that came before Star Wars, yeah. stereotypes that already existed and they were intentionally like and, honored. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say but that. then 50 the other 50% is they are kind of like continuing it. Right, like, right. It's part right. of the story at this point. I get but, that. But um Sorry, I didn't want to bring us all into a Star Wars conversation. We can say it, that for another time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It we're was great. Have, we're going to have a star cast. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, okay. that sounds cast. fun, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to ask this question because this leads into a topic I wanted to bring up. Um, what has been your, like, for lack of a better word, craziest or most hype live performance you've had? Man, the... I would say the Nashville show was pretty freaking dope. Yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. we got asked to be a part of this tour that they've been doing it for 20 years. And it was called... Actually, I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> they've been doing it. They've been doing it for a long time. And their style of how they organized things was very different from a traditional festival tour. So okay. like, you know, your warp tours and all that stuff, right? I've never um, been to a festival or, or you never been. I've never no. been to a festival either. Well, nor, but I know like I've never I know what to, it is. I've just never been in. I've it. never even been to a concert. You never been to a concert? The closest that sounds like the first one you're gonna go to is a yeah, weird yeah. Okay, well, show. VIP. VIP. I never went to the green room. You do a show with <laughs> you do a little podcast yeah. with us beforehand. It'll be a fun time with us. I've never been. Okay, caveat. I've never been to a concert to somebody who I actually wanted to go to. Oh. I went to one oh. concert once where. I was kind of dragged along because my girlfriend at the time and her mom were super into um, uh, uh, um, Harry Styles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Nice. They were super into Harry Styles. So you saw Harry Styles live? Yeah, I did. Wait, you I mean, saw Harry Styles? That's, that's, that's actually pretty that's cool. That's not a bad set. Dope, I, mean, during, yeah. I mean, especially yeah. during like the right when he just released his first solo album. Yeah, was, what, yeah what year? This was like 2017 or 18. Yes, that's Oh, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's be pretty banger. Let's go on. I, I mean, mean I, rec- I recognize the artistic aspect of it and how big he is and how like... How, you get it. I get it. Yeah, start is not for me. Though. Of course not. Yeah, no, yeah. I wasn't really, and also I, I also didn't know anything about him before I went, so yeah. like I wasn't really oh, okay. in the zone for no, it. You didn't get the context. Yeah. yeah, you didn't get yeah. the context. Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, you want to go? I'm, I'm just filling in for a ticket you had. Yeah. Basically, yeah. basically, yeah. I get Pretty that. Much, I get that. Yeah, and, um, and then the next closest thing. To a concert was actually I did go to a Bo Burnham show one time. Oh, that's pretty cool. In oh. Jacksonville, yeah. That's cool. What? For for the Make Happy tour. Was it how far was it? Was dope. It was good. It that's was awesome. cool, man. Yeah. It was awesome. Seeing it live was great. Damn, man. Yeah. That's that's cool. I like that's that. super sick. Um, um, oh on. yeah. So basically, in order for you to get onto this tour, mm-hmm. you had to go to this summit mm-hmm. uh, that they held in Nashville, and it was really cool because it, it allowed you to get into the room with a lot of producers and writers and engineers that are in the business and in the game the the word everybody hates exposure yeah oh, the yeah. exposure oh, yeah. right 
And then also, what was cool is that um, you get to showcase. Uh, yeah, it was like a showcase whole thing, right? So they would put you in a slot. This is when you perform. And then right after your performance, you get critiqued. And then they had like a whole mm. row of like people that had been doing it for a long time. Apparently, mm. one of the one of the guys from Wu-Tang was in it. What? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name. One of the I'm members so from Wu-Tang was in it. I'm so sorry, Wu-Tang. Don't, don't come Please after don't me. Please don't come after <laughs> me. Um, I will return your call. Just, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so we had to basically do that. And so, of course, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. We're playing at this venue called Rocket Town in downtown Nashville. It's one of the bigger venues in Nashville. One, yeah, one of the more famous uh, venues over there. And so for all of us, it was like, go big or go home. Mm-hmm. So all of our actions were a lot more, like, exaggerated. Yeah. Uh, you know, it really emphasized We hit everything. the notes that we would never hit. We yeah. would do flips and, and <laughs> doing all this, you know, crazy time, stuff man. and all that. We didn't do flips. I wish, though. I wish. Um, but that was kind of like... Just get a stunt the, double. Yeah, I know, right? Like Just to do guys. it. <laughs> Yes. Just do a backflip. Yes. Back get a little like mini trampoline yeah. there, there on stage. Um, so that was kind of one of honestly that was probably the craziest thing. And then it was also cool because after that we got critiqued. They liked us really like they they really liked us, and so we were fortunate enough to be on that tour for a couple of days. Awesome. Um, cool. Yeah, it was like a whole. It, it's like a I think like a five month tour. Yeah. But of course, sure. it wasn't the pay wasn't guaranteed mm-hmm. you had to do your own uh transportation and your own stay well i think yeah. it was like optional but you could stay with them Ooh, but the places lot, that they yeah. were staying it was, was very like sketchy <laughs> yeah so of course like it was a cool it was a cool thing to do back then definitely not something to do now yeah for us it was kind of like a one and done kind of a thing and we for have sure. like we'll have we have a bunch of stories that we'll share with you afterwards it, sound, like, it, it sounds like off. one of those things you did for for the exposure and for <laughs> and for the experience and for everything for and now you've outgrown it. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So now we're definitely outgrown. We definitely <laughs> outgrown it. We're glad to say we did it, but um, definitely the crate and that was those were like pretty. Whenever we got on stage to perform, those were fun. Yeah, it was like. More of the logistical kind of behind the yeah. scenes kind of thing the day before things that we honestly shouldn't just we shouldn't be a part of <laughs> we shouldn't have just yeah honestly so it was kind of yeah. like we yeah so it, it's so a whole thing yep um but we'll talk about it after yeah we'll talk we'll, we will talk about it after we'll but um, <laughs> we definitely those shows that we did in that venue were like some of the monumental things that we've done for sure uh, i mean not to, to mention date. like all the shows that kind of helped us grow as artists like the ones we yeah. did at my at my high school. Um, oh dude out, yeah big shout out to spoto high school and big shout mm, out that place what's the school uh, spoto high school where's that uh, it's off in riverview it's in okay. yeah riverview um and also big shout out to mr Dr- mr rodriguez oh dude yeah um, he was the he music is, teacher there. he was the music teacher there and he was definitely one of the hugest inspirations and one of the biggest mentors i had in terms of like music. trying to mold me as like a as just a creator i guess you could say because he was a young like, lad he was super super just like involved in like hey what are you, what, what are you making this week hey you guys you know what are you doing you guys want to show like always That's helping awesome. us yeah i was honestly wish that he would have been our manager but yeah. he was i would like to think that he was our but manager no, he's off for doing high school insane <laughs> things now i think he's like i don't even want to say what exactly it is because i feel like i might like like talk out of my ass about it but he's in charge of like symphonies and orchestras and stuff and does like crazy yeah. stuff in detroit so he's obviously 
doesn't have no Alive time for us. Well. <laughs> but at some point, I would love to work with him and, and you know make something. Um, That'd be cool. And, and make something in terms of like an orchestrated full piece circle and, too. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. Full circle. Uh, so if you're out, you hear this, sir, Nelson, you better <laughs> answer my calls. Call me back. <laughs> uh, the reason I actually one of the reasons I want to ask that question is um well actually before I get into the topic. When you first started performing live, what was your feeling like in front of a crowd and like all of that? Like, oh, I was scared as, as crap, yeah. dude. I was so scared. But it was also more of like, I I also wish we had better songs to perform mm. too. Because mm-hmm. it was kind of, I mean, 14, 15, it was mediocre writing. Yeah. And... um Really wish that we had like upward falling <laughs> back in the day. You know, oh, yeah, a future us I mean? came in and like here, play this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just play this, and I think we'd be in a different place now. But yeah. it's, I think it was more of like we were well, just you needed super that scared to get to where you are. Oh, of course, sure, and I'm, sure. I'm grateful for the songs yeah. that didn't make it. I'm grateful for the songs that um, I cringe and cry and vomit every time I hear. I'm grateful <laughs> for them because, of course, you need that in mm. order for you to be where you are. So. Um, I, I do remember like right before getting up to that mic and it doesn't help when you're the front man either mm-hmm. and you're the one that has to lead it. I don't know the how to lead is on you. you. Right. Yeah. I don't Everybody's know how to, you. I don't know how to lead you. I've had, uh, I've had ideas and influences, but it doesn't always come out the way you want it doesn't it to come out the way or... that you want to because you're just starting out. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're, you're really into comedians and all that and you can make a couple people laugh but then once you're out there it's like this is a completely different thing right so that was for me that that's my answer at least ultimately i'm just glad tirso was next to me and i think that's kind of the (laughs) the main thing i've kind of got out of all of it is that like anytime i was on a stage this man was next to me Mm -hmm. figuring it out we're Mm -hmm. just gonna figure it out together it's good to have somebody who's going through the same yeah struggle is I honestly you. don't know what I would do if I had to do it alone. Um yeah. I mean <laughs> eventually I will Same. but but it's 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 something that you know I'll always kind of like like think about like I, like thank god this guy's next to me going through mm-hmm. it cuz you know I wouldn't I wouldn't want anyone else to do it. Um yeah, that's my answer. Do you guys still have like the anxiety and butterflies and whatnot when you get up stage, or is it more like you're comfortable and you can get into it now? Oh no, um, I don't know. Uh okay. So we'll see, we'll I mean, see like, about this run because honestly, it yeah. has been a minute since we've done shows, and it's it's different for me because I lead worship mm. and I do it twice a week. Okay, so. I you're guess doing it a lot I, more consistently. I do it a lot more consistently, yep. yeah. So I know that it's going to be a whole different ballgame whenever we start touring again. Mm-hmm. Um, because, of course, those are two different realms and areas and stuff like that. And um, But I, I do have a sense of, like, it's more of an excitement to go up there yeah. and to do this with my best friends. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. So it's, I guess it's more of, I'm not nervous, I'm anxious. I'm anxious. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. And that's the thing that I always, that always runs through my head right mm-hmm. before I go up on stage. I'm not nervous, I'm anxious. I'm just ready to go do this. I'm ready mm-hmm. to go have fun. I'm ready to go yeah, give it the best around, that I can. Yeah. Jump around like an idiot and yeah. just have the best time of my life. I agree. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for us to do it though. Because it's going to be so different, especially with the set list too and we like to get carried away so we have the set list for every tour we got about three of them so far trust me like if we're gonna and what's cool now is that um we can i think we're safe to say that we can play with any act if we needed to Mm -hmm. um and hopefully fit in with with that audience Mm -hmm. 
which is really cool and that's something that we've been wanting to do yeah, we want to since the second album yeah almost. second album was a lot more of the rock influence um the ep was more alternative and then now we have this pop record and so i feel like we can make we can do a lot of damage we can do a lot of damage i agree that's a lot of damage we can make a lot of damage now are you used to are you uh are you trying to like experiment with a bunch of different genres or are you more in, like you're trying to know your lane a little bit hmm. i think it I, that kind of just depends on the album yeah um ultimately the album will create its own sort of atmosphere mm-hmm. and it did with this one it came it became this sort of pop lo-fi melody like just like sonic yeah sonic kind of album so we'll see what the next one provides you know i i, oh, I, I think never well i think it's float that has like an awesome like like rip bass riff in it it's like oh um, yeah yeah, yeah. Just, for yeah, me yeah. for me it's like yeah oh, it's just and when i'm listening to it i listen to them all in my car so nice the car nice. audio yes. was like oof, that's the crisp. only way to listen to it you know for real yeah <laughs> that's the only way to listen um, to it but we'll yeah, see man. what the next one provides i never really like to think too much on that it's it's something that will you know eventually come to us mm-hmm. so uh the the one of the reasons i wanted to bring that up is because uh about live performances is y- y'all know about travis scott right of course, oh, of course. Y'all let's know about- go let's, i was waiting for this man y'all know about the whole astro fest scenario yes debacle yes, thing mm-hmm. so the uh, debacle i yeah. love it so, uh, so travis scott drake so we, we actually preface this we've i've talked about this a little bit on a previous podcast so okay. we're kind of moving on to like the second Second Part discussion, yeah. Right, of this. right, right, right. Uh, Gage, my roommate, brought up this brought this up on the last podcast, but we didn't get into it. So now I'm going to get into it. All right. Travis Scott, Drake, Live Nation, Apple, named in $2 billion lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> Nearly 300 plaintiffs have filed a class action lawsuit seeking $2 billion in damages following the deadly Astroworld Music Festival. The biggest lawsuit yet has been filed against artist Travis Scott after the tragedy of Astroworld. Class action suit, which included 282 plaintiffs, is seeking $2 billion Whoa, in damages. God. The legal action named Scott, Drake, Live Nation, and Apple as a defendants. Uh, quote, my clients want to ensure the defendants are held responsible for their actions. They want to send the message to all performers, event organizers, and promoters that what happened in Astroworld, uh, Astroworld cannot happen again, said Thomas J. Henry, the law- lawyer representing those plaintiffs. Yeah, um, man. Again, not really a whole lot of the article I wanted to get into. I just wanted to kind of talk about the fact that like you're gonna sue apple dude <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean good luck like, with that part yeah you you'll really want to sue apple you'll have an easier time probably suing the travis live, Scott himself yeah or no, live, live nation, nation. I think yeah that's kind of, like, kind of reaching for sure live nation they got to be organization that like oh yeah fulfilled yeah. The but that's event. more of a promotional sort of thing isn't it uh well i mean live nation is a place where you can get the tickets Okay, so uh, I, see. I think that with them being involved, so they're a vendor. It was yeah, yeah it's a it vendor was, sort of thing. This is your fault for selling something that was gonna be BD. I don't know. I, know, that I was kind of be overcapacitated and, and just kill a couple of people. That's insane. But it's weird because like when you look at it, it's it's. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, wait, Drake really? I think well, he was I mean, part of the f- oh, tour. Oh, or yeah, not tour, he but did. A, he did one song, I think. So or, then why not? What I was going to say is I don't really understand why Apple and Live Nation are part of the lawsuit because I think really the responsibility is on Scott, is on Travis Scott because he has a history of like, 
of all making that, yeah. his yeah, but then there's, crowds, man- there's like management teams, wild. and then there's other teams involved well, within that circle. Well, that him, what I say, him, are connected with Apple. I think when, I, when I say Travis Scott, I mostly mean him as the figurehead of his team group, his right. team. So it's all of them involved. Okay, uh, who I say it's the festival coordinator yeah. because ultimately the festival coordinator is the person that has the most control. Yeah. Yeah. If they walk on stage and tell you to stop, you have to stop mm-hmm. because it says in the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that they kept going on knowing that there was all these things that were happening. People dying and then and people injured. dying. And then also other kids that were going up to the cameraman. Just the, just so the why massive the, crowds that you were seeing just in front of you. And just, I know that the cameramen also have like a radio system where they can talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So why not be like, yo, can we check what's going on? There. I feel like it just was, failed on so many aspects. There 100%. was a lot of lack of communication. Yeah. Um, and especially with the track history, I think they should have prepared a lot more. Going yeah. Cause into he has it. a history of like hyping up the crowd in, in, in so that they actually like fight each other and like, there's yeah, violence like, and like, yeah, it's like, like crazy. the guy who took his shoe and he was like, Hey, beat him up. Cause he took my shoe. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, like he, they, he did that. And so, yeah. He incited it. If you don't know who you're promoting and who you're gonna like mm-hmm. hire for this thing, then yeah. I think it ultimately it also comes down to your hands as well. 100%. So may, may may that situation be a warning to you guys to be careful oh, who you associate with. Ultimately, <laughs> yo, honestly, yeah, but um, I, think, I think we're a long way from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that if we if there's anything we do learn from like Lincoln Park was definitely one of the big examples in terms oh, dude, of like. Yeah really making sure that their crowds were taken care of mm-hmm. like setting the standard setting the standard like, like what do they do? what's their one of the big things that they always had a rule listen if if you're in a, and you're in a pit which you no know, most of their shows were in pits if someone falls you pick them the fuck up you mm-hmm. go you i don't care if it's going to hurt you you pick them up you get in there you try mm-hmm. as you just you have to kind of push that standard as much as possible mm-hmm. and then also you know deliver an environment that is ultimately safe for the fans and then and of course of yourself i guess you can yeah. think about that but that to me i'm not really worried about me in that aspect unless it's a huge crowd and you know mm. you, you know you don't want to worry about anything crazy going on i've never and understood it, the whole mosh pit thing it's me. a fun say you ever because been to one i kind of understand he's never been to a concert you know, oh you're right I, I you kinda, can't mosh pit out of harry styles concert oh, man what's wrong right, with you you're so right you're so right i'm sorry <laughs> i, I kind of understand that some people are like super hype and they want to get out this like energy that they have yeah they, they want to physically like exert yeah to to, to like you know they're really hyped to push up push someone right yeah. and if yeah. it's like a consensual thing where everybody is like they understand that that's the point of it we yeah. had I a mosh pit at one of our shows yeah yeah i mean it happens it was funny because <laughs> i mean of course i'm not gonna sit here and you know and say we played to 100 people no it was well over like 20 people yeah. and when you see at least like three people <laughs> trying to each try, pushing each other and like trying to get other people pushing each other it's and then everybody's like going now to the other side of yeah. the, the venue because all these three people <laughs> just want to push themselves oh. it was funny man it's ultimately it's uh i mean yeah like we we want people to have fun we want people to be safe we want people to make sure that they get home yeah. you know what i mean that's just that's yeah. the goal man I, I couldn't be in a mosh pit because i'm like you're sweaty don't touch me oh man but you're big though I mean, listen you would you would no. you would get some good hits and you would stand if i really wanted to i could command that mosh pit yeah really that's could. what i'm saying but i you don't can start want to and end it. i don't want to you don't, I want, don't want that want power yeah, no. <laughs> I don't. that's why i'm very With great particular. power comes great responsibility very, yes, sir. <laughs> i don't want that responsibility I'm dead. that's why i i pick like 
I never go into the pit with concerts. Yeah, yeah no. I love going I to love concerts. I love watching but... the show from a foreign view. I love being able to witness it from the. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. we actually I'm... we have tickets to the Coldplay show next year. Oh, right? dude, I'm nice. so excited for yeah. that. That's gonna be a fun one. It's gonna. Oh man, huh? it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> we've been in the pit. pit. Yeah, I've been in a couple pits. We've been. We've had our fair share of pit moshing. Mm-hmm. Oh, as yeah, you know. People that were not running the show. No, definitely not. Yeah, no. We've been uh, but it. ultimately, guys, yeah, listen, if you uh, if you see someone fall, pick them up. I want no excuses. Um, that's it. And drink water. God. Oh, drink a lot. Drink of water. so much water, please. But I mean, also, like, you can't. Stay hydrated. It, it's kind of hard to do that whenever you're at a festival of a hundred thousand people and you're in the barricade. You need. There's uh, no concession no, stand. Yeah. You, need, you need a uh, camelback. Yeah, yeah something. Water. Oh, Listen, true. I'm bringing yeah. a hose out to every show. Hose. <laughs> I'm gonna start spraying people. Start spraying to the to the ten people that are in the crowd. Yes. <laughs> are you good? You good? It's like the one with like the little like. Yeah. A squirt gun that looks like a Glock. Yeah. Make sure it has the orange tip, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. It's so funny. So this has been a great show. I have one final, really out there topic I want to cover before we go. Just to kind of wrap things up because I think this is just funny. Um, this is, a, this is a French guy calls himself the Black Alien. Oh, okay. Man. Uh, French Black Alien reportedly gets finger sliced off to create a claw. So Whoa, no way. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me wait, give you what? so like he so wait so you telling me him. he went and shaved his finger no. to just look like no 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 no, no, no. he cut his fingers he got two fingers removed completely so he has just the middle finger index and thumb so it's and like this so now he's always like this yeah on one of his hands. He is. Yeah. So what does this do? What are you going to do with this? I don't know. You let me know what you're going to do so, with this. I'm not going to lie. I was like really into the Ninja Turtles when yeah. I was younger. So what? Oh. That's what you want? And so I remember always, and Alex knows this because we've known each other. Since, I can confirm this. Yeah. Yes. We've known each other since we were kids. So there were times where I would like get like a rubber band or something like that and then just put it you over my hand. You would have been this person. Or... You would have been the I think it was like this. You were Black Alien Jr. You were Black Alien Jr. I was Black Alien before the Black Alien came to Earth. No, yeah. I Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I know. So I, but, I mean, it, it's oh. kind of... I don't know. It's a little excessive. I know that there's a guy that's trying to make himself into a lizard. And so, so he, like, cut off his nose and third, has done different... You mean The Amazing vision. Spider-Man? No, no. <laughs> Say it, say it again. The, the, the film The Amazing Spider That's just the plot to Amazing yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. That's so, funny. A 33 year old Frenchman who has transformed his body in a bid to become a black alien has now reportedly gotten two fingers chopped off his left hand to form a freakish claw. That's funny. Anthony Lafredo. Bourdain? Oh. No. <laughs> Anthony Lafredo's apparent surgery is the latest in a series of procedures the wannabe extraterrestrial has undergone, including getting his nose and upper lip cut off. His oh, tongue, what his, are you doing? His tongue split. <laughs> and his entire body, including his eyeballs, covered in tattoos. I think we're talking about the same person. Probably. Yeah. But despite the shocking alterations, the oddball mutilation aficionado said he has only achieved 34% of his goal in turning into an alien. 34. You think he's going to get a tail? I wonder where he got that 34% number from. The tail is probably good. I Maybe know what a good 25%, be. right? This is what he looks like. I don't want to know. I do. I, I honestly think, yep, that's the guy. Whoa! Shout out to Alex and dude, Shout Marvel. Hook him up. Hook him up, Marvel. Get him a deal. <laughs> That's Marvel, the black alien, on, please. Why does he call himself that? Why don't you just call himself like a I don't know a gecko or because lizards too. Because <laughs> he wants to be an alien. Did you see it? <laughs> lizards too overrated. I guess you're right, dude. So he <laughs> just have him walk around. Guy, Area 51. A guy really got inspired by the Geico mascot, and he's uh, like, I want to be that for the rest of my life. 
You can save fifty percent or more on car insurance. <laughs> I don't. And body insurance. And body, not, yeah, right. <laughs> You're gonna need life insurance after this. Not sponsored by Geico. No, please, no, please, no. Please. Not sponsored by Marvel. Oh, that's that's yeah, funny. No, that's insane. I can't. Oh, that's another dream. So to, to make to make a song into a soundtrack of a movie. That'd be awesome. That actually. That would be, that would be cool. fun. Oh, hey, well, hold on. Oh yeah. So I mean, can't really talk a lot of terms. But not too much. Not too much. But we did get that kind of opportunity to help score a scene for a film that was really cool that's so awesome. it was a scene that the yeah, whole that thing. Scene. so from that... one of our older songs yeah. which is really cool so you can't talk about it because it hasn't happened yet or... uh, because it hasn't been public okay yeah, yeah. Okay. so yet. i can't say the name yeah that's that's actually okay there you go did that's it hit exclusive. any festivals um i think I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, because I, I think I that. think so. Yeah, it's not public yet, but I'm, I'm sure. Not, I, 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 fr- I remember the last time we talked about it, it hit, it hit yeah. at least one. Um, but yeah, that was a really cool thing. So We'd really love to cool. do more of that. So any filmmakers that need music, you need some dope music. Give us, give us a chance. So give us a chance. Please. Black Alien. I have a few quotes from him here. I developed my inner peace. He captured, oh, yeah. captured, or captioned an image of his hand, which appears to have stitches where the finger, the ring finger, and pinky used to be. In 2017, he told the French paper, I'm sorry if I pronounce this right, Midi Libre, from a young age. Nacho Libre, <laughs> not Nacho Libre. Great <laughs> oh. movie though. Oh, I love Jack Black. <laughs> I love it. Jack Black's a great inspiration for me. <laughs> uh, from a very young age, I have been passionate about mutations and transformations of the human body. I had a click when I was a security guard. I realized that I was not living my life the way I wanted. I stopped everything at 24 and left for Australia. He told the outlet. Damn. Oh, here's a picture of the. I want him to be our security guard for our show. Whoa, that's a clause. Oh my god. Oh, so he kept his thumb. Thank God. Well, yeah, that's the because that was kind of. You need it. Yeah. Well, I thought I. Okay. That's so weird. That's weird, man. Oh, brother. He's really long nails too. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the best. Look the part. Yeah, you look the part. I love getting into the shoes of a scary character. I often settle down somewhere and play a role, especially at night in the dark streets. You're yeah. not going to get any Wait, roles. I, like this I explore I the contrast between the role I play and myself. Why can't you just die. be an actor and like just do villain roles, man? Should. Like figure it out. Someone should make a movie about him. Nah, no, because he's too. <laughs> nah, you can't cast him in anything. He looks like that all the time. You can't get. But <laughs> there's not enough makeup in the world to get him to not look like that. Nah, I want him to be in a romance comedy. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> rom-com. god! A rom com. Can this tattooed lover find love? <laughs> find the woman of his Black dreams. Black alien oh finds a date god. for Thanksgiving. Black alien in. Imagine a, a this tube. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Hallmark, oh hit him up, dude. You know, you Hallmark, know hit us up for the soundtrack. <laughs> we'll do the soundtrack for it. <laughs> yes. I, I want. Dude. I want it to be one of those tropes where, like, super conservative. Uh, family has like a daughter, and the daughter's like looking for a, a boyfriend. Oh my god! And they, they meet in a bar, and the family like doesn't approve of like all the guys she's been with and whatever. And she brings him. Home. <laughs> oh no! Where'd you find him? The zoo? Like, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah! Right that no, down. Yeah, like, she she found him on a dark night in the street. Apparently, that's funny. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, Lafredo's oh gosh, bizarre please. work has been praised by some admirers while denounced by others. Blatant res- quote. Blatant disrespect to those that are unfortunate to have lost limbs and look for ways to function as the human body should. Wow. One social media user wrote, the news outlet reported... Okay, that was weird. weird sorry. You're 100% going on, going to regret this one eventually, somebody said. A third called oh his God. actions... Imagine dis- you like are like, oh, damn, I, for, I, 
I don't think I want this. <laughs> yeah, your fingers are already <laughs> just... gone. Your tattoo, your eyeballs I mean, you are already could... tattooed. Oh. Well, I mean, your I nose mean, is already gone. You're you like, get, yeah, like, I want to go back. Hand right. I could, you, and just he, cut the whole thing off. He could no, va- just he could, to add on. He could Vader that fingers. shit. Could Vader that oh, shit. That oh, too. He There's so much it, you money know what I mean? involved at that point, bro. I'd rather just keep the claw. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah, I wonder how much money he spent. Oh, in making I don't even all these transformations. Know. I don't know. People spend like tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars to be like to look like like K-pop stars and stuff. Yeah. What the heck? You ever heard of this? No. There's people who do plastic surgery to look Asian. Exactly. Like like the, to look that's Korean. wild. Yeah. It's like it's the can, like the Barbie Ken and the Barbie girl, you know what I mean? Oh, You've seen nah, that? Yes, that? yes, that too. Yes, that's that's yeah. one of the first ones. That's remember. funny. That's like the US example of it. Yeah. yeah. That's the US example, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, a third called his man. actions disturbing and fascinating at the same time. And fascinating? It kind of is. Don't think I could do it's this. It's pretty fascinating. I... The fact that somebody just <laughs> spent almost a million dollars to be a reptile. That's pretty fascinating. We don't know how much he spent, I don't think. I I'm sure it's here. got... I'm going to guess... I want to say a million dollars. Seventy-five hundred thousand so far. I don't think he's got seventy-five hundred thousand. Because here's the thing. Look, here's the thing. He's only maybe. done like that surgery, and then like maybe some oh in his God. face, and the rest are tattoos. <laughs> tattoos cannot be that expensive. <laughs> I was caught up on the number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was confused. Seventy-five hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you go ahead and number. figure that one out. Seventy-five hundred. Someone call uh, up a Jamie, can you look up how much? <laughs> yeah, actually, look that up. Black, the black alien. Black alien uh, costs, or something. Look, try to research that and see if can you can out how my, much you spent. Can so he far. do my son's birthday party? Does he have <laughs> Does any he do weddings? Does he do? Oh, I, I'm actually getting married, so that'd be great to have him there. Oh, so I couldn't. Fi- I couldn't find anything on how much the transformation cost. I was able to find, however, how much um, he spent. Men in sure. black alien attack. The ride at, I believe, Universal Studios Hollywood cost. Oh, how much does that cost? How much was that? Uh, $70 million. Oh, to make it. Okay. To make it, yes. This is the Men in I'm Black. Sorry, I right? thought you were talking about like admission price the first. I'm so no. dead. <laughs> this, is, this is, and I'd like to, uh, to just, you know, reiterate this one more time. This is Men in Black Alien Tack. Okay. Alien. The okay. opening day was April 14th, 2000. Okay. Word. And it replaced the Back to the Future Part 3 locomotive display, which... I actually remember seeing, which is weird. Uh, not weird because I remember seeing it, but because it was, was in like the 2000s and yeah. I was I was quite young. Mm-hmm. So I, maybe if, I don't know, that was weird, but I just wanted to go ahead and give you that bit of information. Thank you for the feedback there. No we'll, problem. We'll just, we'll just go ahead and pretend, pretend he spent $7,500. $70 million is what he essentially spent. Uh, yeah, 70, see, I knew it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. No, no, we'll figure it out. All right, well. This has been a great episode. Man. Yeah, man. Follow Ghost on the Ox how on Twitter long, at Ghost on the Ox. We've gone for an hour 51. Wow. It'll I be will cut, say, it'll I be will cut say down a little bit. This has been one of the most fun interviews I've had on This was a great time. I, and this is also I did been, not think it was almost two hours. I had. Yeah, no. Wow. It, it did not feel like that. No, it at did all. not. You did great. You, Thank no, you very much. This is a great podcast. Keep stroking my ego. Yeah, this is great. The mics are great. The setup's great. Thank you very much. Everything is great. Thank you. Also, follow We Are Generation on Twitter. Is it at We Are Generation? Yes. Yeah, at We Are Generation everywhere. And at Twitter, Instagram. Do you guys want to plug your own socials too? No, don't follow. Uh, <laughs> don't follow. Don't us, follow us. Follow man. mind your business. Yeah, follow the man. Mind your, yeah. <laughs> mind don't follow me. Follow the man. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. If you follow the band, you follow me. Yes, uh, there you go. There. Yeah. Boom. That's it. And stream yeah, the I, new I, album. I deleted my personal Twitter, and I only use the podcast one now. So, <laughs> hey, listen, if you follow man, the podcast, right. you follow me. 
Hey. Redhead just walked in. All right. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. Uh, wash your hands. Such a big part of me I don't know But I guess it's time to go But I'm feeling Attack from both sides All I want is to make this right Anyway I choose This hurt's gonna stay inside They say pray on this heart Yeah I do that every day They say do you have peace When I talk that's all I feel They go what is your plan In the 